KISS 92.5 Studios in Toronto, Canada. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. It's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. Chain Smokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carter. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My, my boys, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. I just Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Powered by Air Transat. You can bleep something, right? You still have the ability to do uh, that? Wait, yes. Hold okay, on. Okay, because I have to get... my finger on the bleep button. Okay, I have to get clarification on this because I was driving in with Maury this morning Yeah. to do the show and last night was Matthew's birthday. Oh, come was on, it really? Come on in here more. Oh, wow. And today's I said... Uh, today's his birthday. Oh, but the, the birthday dinner was last second. night. The birthday dinner was last night. Yeah. And I said to Maury, I'm like, uh, how you doing today? And he goes, Oof, well, it was Matthew's birthday dinner last night. After a load of wine. So I need to know, according what? to you, Maury, <laughs> what to you, what to you, because Maury in the car was like groggy, like eyes closed at the stop sign, kind of groggy, <laughs> right? Like feel bad for like, me, groggy. Potentially still drunk? Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, like uh, you have to bear with me here because yeah. I had, quote, a load of wine yeah. last night. Okay. Okay. So damn it, Maury, yeah. I've been dying all morning to know, in your world, what is a, quote, load of wine. Okay, so I had a glass of the welcome champagne. Right. And then a glass of white wine. <laughs> so two glasses? Yes. <laughs> and like, how much did they, uh, did they fill the glass? I mean, it doesn't matter. Yeah, two glasses no, of wine. Like, <laughs> here's, here's my thing. Here's, here's my thing, right? Here's my thing, is that you can't take something that is a generalized measurement of something and make it just your own because you can't handle it. You can't say, oh my God, I had a load of chicken wings last night and you had three chicken wings because people people in the world know what like it's not a specific amount but you can close your eyes and visualize what a load of chicken wings would look like sure. i know and you know and everybody else knows listening a load of wine means you guys were at the point of where you're like god should we do the next bottle and you're like yeah we really should do the second bottle that's a load of wine right <laughs> not one glass of wine well one glass of wine in the welcome champagne okay hold on a second but was the yeah. champagne like it was the one amount of, of flutes yeah so the amount of champagne that they put in one of those champagne flutes is, is like, far less than what you would get in a regular six ounce glass of wine and I so in other words you only had six ounces of and the wine waiter was night. like do you want the six ounce wine or the nine i'm like it's his birthday we're gonna do the nine okay so, oh, you, so had, you had nine ounces did you of finish wine. that glass of wine i did not you did not i knew <laughs> oh, that God. how much did you leave in the glass like maybe i guess an ounce and how do you know an ounce you don't know an ounce <laughs> I'm guessing an ounce. Okay. Okay. Oh, so this man. is what I'm, this is what I'm saying, right? So he's doing the whole feel bad for me. I partied last night, guys. Yeah. You have no idea. <laughs> On if, a for, Monday. For, yeah. Forgive me if I'm if I'm so sluggish. I partied last night, guys. You're not gonna. Be, oh. I did. Load of wine last night. Okay. So more more had one glass, right? Oh, one glass God. of wine. Nine ounces. Nine. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Let me just read this text that we got. Could you guys put out a public service announcement for me? Oh. For anyone driving, that blue light on your vehicle's dashboard, that would be your high beams currently blinding me. Turn them off! Oh, <laughs> I didn't know which ones in my truck, which ones, I don't know how to work my lights in my truck. What do you mean? I don't know. It's like a bunch of buttons and stuff like that. How many buttons could there possibly be? It's like a knob off to the left-hand side. 
Oh, you my, don't know which lights. one is your high beams? Uh, I don't know. I don't think my high beams is on that. I think my high beams is controlled by something else in the truck. I don't know. Is there I, not like a where your steering wheel is? Uh-huh. Right behind your steering wheel. Right. Isn't there like a lever there? Uh, which for, side? For, which side? Like, let's say on your left side for your turn signals. No, that's my windshield wipers and my turn signals. Yeah, your turn signals. Yeah. So if you pull it back... Right. I think that cleans my windshield. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Your windshield and your turn signal are on the... That's impossible. Yeah, because they on my right... can't be on the same... Yeah, yeah, because on my right side is how I put it from drive to neutral. Okay, and on the left side? I have old school. I don't have the thing between the console, between the seats. Okay. Like my park drive everything else is like the, the big handle you pull down like you're playing a slot machine. Like my dad's Torino? <laughs> yes. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah. Wait, so everything's but- <laughs> on the left, so my lights are on like a knob on my dashboard. Uh-huh. Like it's like a switch, like an egg timer, basically. Okay, right? what happens if you push the button? Push what button? The knob. Like, if you push it in, will that turn your high beams like on? Like, push it in towards the column or push it in towards the dash? In toward, like, it's against the dash, right? The button? Yeah. You can't the push knob. it in. No, it's like a dial. Oh. It's a dial. It's not a button. Like, it's so a it's dial. So it's off on? Yeah. So maybe <laughs> yeah. if you, maybe there's a third click for high beam. But there's there's no icon for it. Like, there's no picture. It just literally goes one, two. Like, <laughs> Are you so telling I, me that there's a possibility <laughs> that the truck that you own doesn't yeah. have high beams? It might not. I don't know. I'm sure it does because it has lights on the bottom. My truck has a lot of lights. I just don't know how to turn them on. If you're driving have and you the sun goes the down. Manual? What's that, Maury? Have you not read the manual? Maury, I drive a 2010 Ford Ranger. It's in the glove. Dude, I, I a 2010 it. car, your yeah. vehicle should have high beams. Yeah. But do you think I got a manual with it? I, I I paid the man with money in an envelope. Have you Googled where are the <laughs> high beams on a truck? You know what I mean? I didn't go to a dealership and like ask for financing. Did you I, I, showed, I showed up with an envelope. And yeah, then why he, didn't and you then, YouTube it? And then as a discount, he cleaned my tires for me. Yeah. <laughs> no, deal. don't YouTube. Don't no, I don't YouTube. need to. No, because there's all sorts of different versions. There's all sorts Here. of different models. Don't touch my computer with those hands. I don't know what you've been doing in that room with those click hands. Click stop. Stop. Just, no. Just, stop. 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 I don't. I, I there has to be high beams I don't on your know. car. I don't know. Somebody said, yo, push a turn signal, lever forward. Oh. I see. I. You know, here's my thing is that I would, I, this is, this is my knowledge of trucks and cars. Okay. Yeah. Is that I know that I would sort of like feel it out. I'd push it a little forward and a little bit back. And if it only gave a little bit, like if there was any sort of resistance, I would never oh. push that forward for fear that I'm going to break something. Somebody said, I have a 2007 Ford Ranger. There you go. Big up. The high beams are on the same dial as the lights. You pull it out. No, that's not true. It's not true. But you don't even know. You haven't tried it yet. Have okay. you tried it? No, but it's, <laughs> I'm not pulling on things. Listen, I'm not pulling on things that shouldn't be pulled on for fear of breaking them. Stop. Hey, Kiss, it's Roz Amoka. I'm with Roz on this one because my high beams are on the same lever as my wipers and my turn signals. Okay. So how do you get access to the high beams? Well, if I want them to stay on, I push that lever forward and they stay on. If I want to flash some idiot who's got his high beams on, I hold it backwards. I pull it towards me. But you said, Roz, that when you pull that lever towards you... That's when you get the windshield fluid. I think it might be how I clean my windshield, though. Hold on. So he, if you need to flash the flash your high beams, it's going to clean your windows at the same time. It might. That's impossible. It might, which is not, to me, <laughs> doesn't sound safe. 
Oh, he's washing his window and flashing his high beams at yeah, the same like, time. Okay, is this what we're getting? Okay, I'm telling you, man. Listen, my my left stick is first of all, it's not as big as the right stick, right? Uh, like, but there's right. a lot going on on my stick. Right. Like I have like that. That's what she said. Shut up. <laughs> okay. I got you, Mocha. There's a. <laughs> there's a lot going on on that one stick, and. It's for the most part, it's too much for me to remember. So I only decide. I decided when I got the truck, I'm like, okay, this is my turn signals and my wipers. Anything else that this thing does, I don't need to know because <laughs> it's too much to remember. Right? I, I got, well, why don't you just draw a diagram of what everything does and just put it on your dash? You want me to? You want me to sketch out what the things on my truck does and put it on my dash? If it, if it helps, if it works. <laughs> You know, I'll tell you what my truck does have, though. CD what? player. You got a CD player in your car? <laughs> CD player? That's yeah. like 10 years ago. Shut up. Whatever. <laughs> but yes, I do. All right, cool. I got, you got a sick ride, bro. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hi, this is the Roz and Mocha Show. Hey, Roz. Yeah. Why are you driving a truck when you're calling things stick and knobs on a truck? <laughs> what? Sorry? What are you saying? What, what's the matter with you? <laughs> What I do oh wrong? Oh my god! What, what did do I do wrong? Need a truck for? Tell me, tell what, me. What do I need a truck for? Because I gotta go. To, I keep the truck at the cottage because they don't do garbage pickup. So I have to actually bring stuff to the dump. And Catherine got Listen. tired. Catherine got tired of me putting dirt in the back of her Kia. <laughs> <laughs> a small ass. If Kia. my husband, who's a huge car guy, heard you describe knobs and sticks on a vehicle, yeah, he would lose it. Why? Why? <laughs> because. Like, you gotta know, okay, this is the dash, this is your high beam uh, gauge, this is your, you know, your gears, things listen, like that, not nods and sticks. Let me, and listen, let me, don't be afraid just, men of the car, let honestly, me, let me, honestly. Let me mansplain some things to you here, <laughs> okay, oh, no, lady? Here sure. Okay, <laughs> everything in a car is either a knob or a stick. Well, I don't know about that, because, uh. What do you call it, something cute would like a, a big button? argument with you. Okay. <laughs> What's your name? Daniela. Daniela. Thank you, Daniela. Have a wonderful day. I love you guys. Love you uh, too. We love you too. Bye. Right. Hi, it's a Raza Mocha show. I got the answer to Raza's uh, dilemma here with his high beams. <laughs> it's not a dilemma because I just don't care. <laughs> what do you mean? Okay. Okay. I don't care if I have high That's beams or not. Very irresponsible. Oh, whatever. What do you need high beams for anyway? Tell me that. I got, Look, I I got I need... a picture of it right in front of me. Okay. Can I just pause for one second, okay? Pause sure. for one second. You know what high you know what high beams are, right? Okay, okay. tell us, experienced driver. <sighs> okay, high beams. Uh, sorry, how long have you had your license for? I again? Like maybe a couple years. <laughs> Whatever. <Two>. Okay. <sighs> high beams are. I look at them and people who use them the same way that I look at guys who uh, need to get like a 4K television when really HD is good enough. Okay, your eyes can't really tell the difference anyway. At that point, you're just like blowharding, you're showboating, right? My truck well, has my truck has lights. I'm fine with lights. I didn't say my truck didn't have lights. The but lights think- go on at the nighttime. Uh-huh. And I think they're on a little bit during the day. I'm not 100% sure. Okay. My truck has lights. The fact that I need more light at that point, and yeah. you're just playing ego games. No, I think all vehicles, no matter what, have the ability to turn the high beams on and off. I'm not saying mine yeah. doesn't. You just don't know how to use it. Sometimes if you're on a dark road in the country and there's no lights, the, the headlights just don't cut it. I'll tell you, when you're when you're in the country, do you know, do you know what people use their high beams for? What? Nothing other than, there's two things you use your high beams for when you're in the country. Okay. Avoiding deer. Yes. Number one. 
And two, letting drivers come in the other way that you just passed a cop. People still do that now. Oh, hell yeah. People still do that oh, now. Oh, hell yeah. I appreciate but that. Yeah, I know how to turn them on for that. Yeah, and I'll tell you, when I pass a cop, I don't flash the guy in front of me because I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Saw a Christmas movie yesterday. Which one? I went to see... Can you import, by the way, Mocha? Um, can I went to see Last Christmas. Last Christmas. Who's in that again? That's oh, the guy from Crazy Rich Asians? Yeah, but also the girl from Game of Thrones. Yeah, Amelia Clark from oh, nice. Game of Thrones. Yeah, you know what? I've been seeing... Who looks so different in this than she does in Game of Thrones, even though she sort of looks the same. Like, yeah. it's weird. Because you're not used to seeing her wearing, like, a regular coat. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, she's like, in her, like, Game of Thrones outfit. Like, I've never seen her in anything else other than Game of Thrones. And so I'm it looks just, weird. I'm only used to seeing her in... That. Yeah. It's like Schwarzenegger when I only knew him from Conan the Barbarian and then he did Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> right? You know? I'm like, like, why isn't he in fuzzy undies <laughs> yeah. walking around with like. Yeah. Or your fuzzy undies. <laughs> but was it a good, was it or a good Emma Christmas Thompson's movie? Thompson's in it and she yeah. plays like an old woman. It's fantastic. It's her movie, right? She wrote it, ba- it's based on what I guess they think George Michael's Last Christmas song is about. Right. Last Christmas I gave you my heart. The yeah. next day took a- it took a turn. And I never even saw it. It started out funny. Don't really spoil. Awesome. Don't spoil. Movie's not even out yet. Truth. And then it gets don't. different. Okay. Ah! <laughs> Listen, you just man. ruined it. Thanks, just, man. Yeah, you just ruined the movie. No, I didn't. I Thanks just said it, went, it got no, different. You just ruined the movie. That's no. how you ruin a movie. Yeah. By saying it got different? Yeah, yeah. By doing, yeah, because yeah, your tone changed. Like, you just ruined the movie. It was awesome. No, you just ruined the movie. No, yeah, I didn't ruin yeah, it. Yeah, now, now I don't want to see it. Yeah, you just literally just ruined no, the movie. No, it makes you want to see it more. No, no it but doesn't, because new, now I know that there's some yeah, big there's turn Yeah, there's some big turn, happens. and that sucks, and it ruins the movie. Well, you don't know that. That you just you said, said that. You said it, though, bro. What You just ruined this okay, movie. Okay, well, takesy-backsies. No, you can't. There's no... No, um, there's a new George Michael song in the movie, though. It is, and it's fantastic. Is so it? This was from his last recording session before he passed. Yeah. And I'll just tell you, like, my husband, Matthew, is the biggest George Michael fan. Yeah. Oh, my God, I'm going to cry right now. Okay. <laughs> is the song good? Look at him, he's crying. It's Why are you so crying? good because right Matthew now? started crying while watching this and the songs in the movie. And it's like, right. you know, as a huge George Michael fan, there's a new song. He's still alive. Right. <laughs> it's like he's still with us. Right. So what, was, song. so what was so what was song? What was Matthew's reaction? He held my hand. And he never ha- holds my hand. So oh. this was this was where in the theater? In the theater, he held my hand, but put his jacket over it so no one would see. Put his jacket over what? My hand. So nobody would see him holding your hand. Yes. And then when the song came on, what happened? He tightened his hand. Yeah. As though like. And so you looked at him and you saw him crying. Yeah, and then I started to cry, and it's like, oh my god, George Michael still brings us together. What, what's that like when you look at Matthew and you see him crying like that? Oh, it's we never see each other cry. So to actually see him cry, it's just it's togetherness. It's right. love. It's it makes us one. Right, and uh, and your shared oh. love for George Michael. He shouldn't have died. Right, but he did. Right. What's the name of the song? Died on Christmas Day too. Can, oh. and, and you know what? I was at my yeah. dad's house, and when Matthew got the note, yeah, wow, that took a turn for the worse. <laughs> just like last Christmas. <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, the movie that nobody wants to see now. No, you need to see the movie because Why? it's about. No, because it's honestly, oh my god, it's so sad when it takes the turn from happy to Shut sad. Up. Well, listen, Maury. dude, like, what does it matter like, with okay, you? Can bro? I, okay, can I? We're running out of time here. Me, can okay. I just play a little bit of this George Michael song, yeah, please? Yeah. Pause for one second. 
this is what made Matthew cry? Yes. I thought it was a slow song. No, it's a great, happy, dancey song. And it would be stormy Okay, I'm All sorry. Right. Yeah. No disrespect, but this song is terrible. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. You know, we talk a lot about the Air Transat Kids Club on this podcast. And the reason why we talk a lot about it is because we would love for you to join. Simply because you get all these amazing perks. It makes life when traveling with your family, when traveling with kids, so much easier. Yeah. Also, it's free. And it's not like you have to go anywhere. Like, it's not a kid's club, as in it's a special room at the airport or at the resort or anything like that. What Air Transat's kids club is, uh, it's a way, as Mocha just said, to alleviate a lot of the stress while traveling. If your kid is a member of kid club, what you get is free seat selection for members of the family round trip. You get the family check-in counter for members and their families for speedier service. Like that is a game changer yeah. in airports and also pre-boarding. And typically pre-boarding is for what you would think is, you know, the People ones like who me. paid. Oh, Oh, at first I was going to say elite, and then I knew you were going to say something if I said the word elite. Yeah. But I you still said it anyway. I don't fly if I don't pre-board. I was going to say, if you pay a little bit extra yeah. to be treated that way. Right. Listen, if I, look at my, if I look at my ticket and it says that I'm in zone whatever or I'm in row whatever, and I think that I'm going to be like in the back half of boarding, yeah, yeah I don't go. Oh. Oh, really? No, I don't go. I'll, I'll, I'll hang out and wait for the next one. Thank you very much. <laughs> Onboard surprises to make travel fun. They give you a nice little goodie bag for the kids yeah. to keep them busy while on that flight. Stroller gate delivery service, priority baggage handling. Plus, right now you can get entered to win an exciting family vacation. All you have to do is visit airtransat.com kids club to become a member. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Dammit Mori and his husband, Dammit Matthew, took part in a seance. So close to Christmas? I know. <laughs> Trying to contact the dead. <laughs> this went down at uh, George Brown House. So what happens in a seance? What are they like? Do you, do you sit around a table and then they just tell you like who's in the room and then he pulls some wires and like the plates on the wall start moving and stuff? Well, no, the ghosts do that. Oh, sorry. Let me rephrase that. So you sit around a table, he starts... Uh, saying that people are in the room and then the ghosts start moving the plates on the walls? Yeah, you ask them, like, if Mocha, if you're here, you know, Hold give us a, a sign. Here. Mocha is here because he's, he's alive. <laughs> alive. He's not dude. a ghost. No, but I'm just, as an example. I know I've been gone for five weeks. <laughs> yeah. Like, like this isn't the ghost of Mocha coming back. <laughs> the, <laughs> the sign of Mocha's presence, he could literally wave at you right now. Okay, like, like, he's here. Okay, horrible example. Okay. Okay, so like, Papa, if you're here, give me a sign. So did you go into this seance hoping that he could contact somebody no. you know or no. you don't? So because where the George Brown house is where George Brown, you know, father of confederation, this is where he lived. But okay. there was there was a big murder there, right? Oh. Like of many people in the dining room. Like the kids. Like the, Clue? Like <laughs> Clue. Exactly. Come like on, Maury. Whatever. I don't buy this. We haven't even listened to this yet. I don't believe it. So who does this seance? So there's like a seance leader, okay? And he's like, I guess he's an expert at talking to the dead. Okay. Okay. So, so am I, by the way, incidentally. <laughs> prove, prove me wrong. <laughs> so here is uh, Dammit Maury. 
convincing Tam and Matthew that oh, they're going to no. go to this seance. You and I are going to a seance. What the f*** is a seance? You don't what know what a seance right now? No, seance. Seance. <laughs> do you not know what that is? No. When they talk to the dead. What do you mean you talk to the dead? Uh, the, well, it's a haunted place, so they're just going to talk to the ghosts that are there. I can tell you right now, that is not happening. Yes. Not happening. Yes. No, 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 no. I don't care about talking to any ghosts. Especially ghosts I don't know. <laughs> Especially ghosts I don't know! So they get the George Brown house, and they're sitting... They're sitting in the living room of okay. this house, and this happens. We're going to focus on this doll right now named Andy. So Andy is a haunted doll, and so we're going to have Andy stare at you. Oh, God. <laughs> so what... There's a creepy doll just staring at you. So what I want to do now is I want to see if we can connect to Andy. So I need us to be all be in unison. I need us to be on in sync on the counter. I need you to breathe in. One, two, three, breathe in. Breathe out. I'm now going to welcome Andy into this room. That easy, Andy, huh? if you're here right now, we welcome you into this room and into this circle. Andy, if you're here right now, please give us a sign. Matt, can you ask for a sign? Can you give me a sign, Andy? <laughs> Get out of here. Andy, join us in this room. Did, I heard I didn't. The chandelier just moved. Yeah, Did right. Yeah. Andy, can you give us a sign? Are you in the room with us? <laughs> I can't believe I'm doing this. <laughs> Andy, can you can you do something again? Whoa, whoa! Someone go check that. Okay, how many people are working this joint? Like seriously, <laughs> I don't know if exactly. I believe this stuff. We're there was a ball, a ball bounced. We're literally the only ones in the house. A ball bounce. Yeah, right. So what I want to do just to be safe so Andy doesn't follow you home, Matt, oh. <laughs> is on the count of three, I want to say goodbye, Andy. One, two, three. Goodbye, goodbye Andy. Andy. <laughs> if Andy's gone, let's see if we can bring us someone else. One of the most haunted spirits in pause this house for a is second. Pause, pause for one second. Okay, first of all, uh, what's this guy? It's James White is the guy that's yeah. doing this. Okay. So it, listen, if you're going to freak people out, don't do a ghost named Andy. Like, why wasn't it like Jedediah Ezekiel Malvoy? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, something Andy. that sounds a little haunting-ish. <laughs> Ew, I'm so scared of Andy. <laughs> Andy. Also, okay. I don't know if you got rid of him by saying this. Goodbye, Andy. <laughs> It's a very stern goodbye. Okay. Andy's gone. Let's see if we can bring in someone else. One of the most haunted spirits in this house is someone named Gwen. Gwen! They actually say she's a lady in white and she's spotted a lot. Oh, she's a lady in white. So, do you want to try seeing if we can call, call her Gwen? Yes, please. Okay. Gwen, if you're here right now, please give us a sign. Oh, you're, yeah, right. I heard that. That seemed really real. What was that? Are you going to be able to sleep tonight? Yeah, in my own bed, hopefully. With Andy. <laughs> If you're here right now, move something. What just happened? I didn't hear it. What was it? Like a like a bang or knock on the wall or something. Like knock knock? Or was it one knock or <laughs> was that us? That's not us. I will murder you. <laughs> Did we just, where's that from? What was that? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know if this is real or fake and it's freaking me out. No, I'm just as scared as you are. Okay, what did you think of that? I'm a little bit um, confused because I don't know what to believe, but um, I'm more leaning towards the fact that there's ghosts. Um, I heard people walking. There's someone in this house that's not in this room. That is for sure. Our seancier. <laughs> I don't know what you call them. It was interesting. Are you scared now? Well, I, I feel like I'm starting to believe more. But like, are you going to be okay going home? Yeah, I think so. 
I'm going right into an Uber though. I'm not walking. <laughs> wow. That's so gullible. So Come gullible. on, guys. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Matthew McConaughey is on Instagram. Oh, is he? Yeah. Jennifer Aniston joined a couple of weeks ago. Yo, she's been killing it on the gram. No. But Matt- it's not her that's really putting all them dope captions nah, and stuff, right? Oh, come on. She got a team. Of course she does. Right? Like, she's a little too slick <laughs> with the posts and her yeah. IG stories. Yeah, like, she, a little too slick. Yeah, she hired... You For hire, somebody who's brand people. new. Yeah, you hire good people. Come on. I, I see you, Jennifer Aniston. Right? Yeah, no 50-year-old is going to jump on Instagram and be that good out of the gate. Yeah. It takes like, a little bit of time. real good. But she also admitted that she had an account, like a secret account, that she... So she's probably been creeping oh, Instagram okay. for quite a while. Did she say what her secret account no, name was? No, you never hear those things. I think she said that. I'm pretty sure she admitted that to like Kimmel or somebody like that. Like uh, at Jay Aniston? So Matthew McConaughey <laughs> is now on Instagram. So there's two clips. So here is the clip of Matthew McConaughey announcing his presence on Instagram. When people come to my page, I want them to see, see me. Um, but this is my first venture into sharing myself and my views with the world and I'm a little bit nervous about it um, because quite frankly I, I'm, I'm I'd like I know I want to have a monologue I'm not sure I want to have the dialogue <laughs> but I've learned that you got to have the dialogue too let's have some fun with it though and let's let's again let's keep the high eye not the low eye all right Yo. so okay so let's start the dialogue here let's keep the high eye not the low eye right okay. so after that intro yeah you know I want to have a monologue but I know I got to have a dialogue so let's why keep... does this guy every single time Matthew okay. McConaughey speaks okay, yeah. it sounds like he's either drunk or high okay, a little so bit let's, let's keep the high like eye not the low eye so you're like okay after this profound introduction yeah right onto Insta uh-huh. okay so let's see what the high eye is and not the low eye is because I may not be willing but I capably able do I have an Instagram? I'd be like, cool if I did. But guess what? It is now a lot cooler because I do. All right, Instagram, let's do this. Let's get some howdies going. Howdy. Yeah. Right? Profound, right? Let's get some howdies going. You have a voice, sir. Howdy. Like, come on, man. You have a voice. And I'm sure you joined Instagram to use that voice to your advantage. Oh, God. And your first Instagram story is this. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. From the Oscar-winning animated movie Frozen, please welcome the wickedly talented one and only Adele Dazin. Okay. Wickedly talented. Um, 2014, that was a great year. Kristen Bell is huge in my house, and, I, and I've realized that we are, like, raising Roxy with Kristen Bell's catalog. So it started with Frozen... And now she's anticipating Frozen 2. Then we moved into The Good Place. 
Oh, okay. That's on Netflix Which now, is right? amazing. Is good? Oh, my God. The Good Place is so good. And then next year when Rox gets a little bit older, we're going to go back and we're going to do Veronica Mars. Ooh, good one. Right? So we have years of Kristen Bell to get to in my house. But uh, this... She's so nice. This I Froze, like her a lot. Waiting for this sequel to Frozen has been like... I can't even tell you what it's like for parents. Like it's been, it's been way too long. And here's the like, thing, though: it's been Disney way, it's never, been way too long. Never should have released a trailer a year ago. Last year, like, come on, guys, that's not fair. You know what that did to my house? Releasing you know a trailer that did to for houses oh God, <laughs> around bruh. the world, bruh. It's not cool, but anyway, it's it's coming. It's happening though. Frozen Two is happening, and it's happening soon. And I can't wait. Well, you know who didn't wait? Who's that? Uh, Kristen Bell didn't wait to tell her kids <gasps> about the movie. No. Yeah. No. That's, that's the thing, right? Like, everybody wants to know what the new Frozen's about, no. especially since they've been promoting, promoting it for a year. No. So before she even started working on it, listen to what Dan and Maury talked to her about and what her answer was. You both have children. Um, how hard was it to hold back the plot lines or to, to not say everything or just talk about everything that happens in the new movie? It uh, wasn't hard at all. I just told them everything. <gasps> really? I told them everything, yeah, a couple years ago. <laughs> yeah, I told them, I was like, okay, so I read it. Here's what happens. Oh, my God. I did. I, I told them that. absolutely but everything. Then, but then there's, is there anything Still, to, I guess, to look forward to, or well, yes. it changed a lot anyway. Yeah, it changed a lot. But seeing the, they don't. It's like if you orate a story to them, it's not nearly as invigorating as when you watch it. So they were still very excited to see it, and they saw it and they loved it. Yeah, but still, right? Come on, Kristen Bell, you can't be doing I that. Know. I know there's, there's they go yabbing like, all their friends and stuff. There's certain inside information you want, and there's certain inf- inside information that you don't want. I don't know if. First of all, if Kristen Bell was my mom, that'd be weird because I think we're—I think it might be older than she is. Um, but I don't know if I would want to know. Like I'm 39, by the way. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Forget that. Forget that. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I would want to know. I really don't because it's been, the anticipation for this has been so long. And man, did this song ever blow up? Oh, I love it. I love everything about this movie. I love everybody in this movie. And Adele Nazim has. John Travolta calls her. <laughs> Stop. We got to call the woman by her real name. Adina Menzel. Thank you. Uh, Dan Mori was talking to her as well. Have you ever used the line, but I'm in the Frozen movies to your advantage? <laughs> I know exactly where I did it. I had to get the uniforms done for my son's basketball team, and it was Champion is the company, and some girl was on the phone. She had no idea who I was. She didn't recognize my name, and then and nothing was happening, and it was going to be late, and the kids weren't going to have their team uniforms, and the numbers that they wanted. And finally, I called back, called back. Finally, I said, can I speak to your supervisor? And I said, I don't know if you have any friends or little girl daughters it might like Frozen, but I actually am the voice of Elsa, and I really need. <laughs> 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 so work. Good for you. Have to, if you have that superpower, you have to use it every now and then. But that's the thing, right? It's difficult with these animated hit movies because you know the I characters, know, you know, know the voices, but you can never equate the voice to the real life it's, person. It's tough. And somebody like Josh Gad, who's Olaf, probably the most famous if not one of the most famous characters 
He's got to deal with that as well. And everybody loves Olaf. Have you ever been, I guess, around kids and they just didn't believe it was you and you had to oh, somehow prove it to them? On a daily basis. On a daily basis. And what I do is uh, the parents will force their children uh, to, into my arms, which is just so uh, unreasonable to do to a child who doesn't recognize that this stranger who looks nothing like a snowman is Olaf. But what I do is I have them close their eyes. Uh, and I say to them, okay, close your eyes. Mm-hmm. I can't do this until you close your eyes because it's magic. And they go, hi, I'm Olaf. And I like warm hugs. And they're, it blows their minds. They're just like, what? Wow. That's crazy. Go Frozen That's 2 so in theaters November good. 21st. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Micro cheating. This is like a, it's like a more just or, or in the other room just wooed. I know who goes. Nobody, nobody go. If somebody says micro cheating, your immediate reaction should not be. Woo! <laughs> uh, I only recently heard about this term. I guess within the last year, and micro cheating has been around forever. It's just we finally now have a name for it. I guess right. These are the little things that are not physical cheats. These are the, you have somebody in your life that is of the opposite sex that you maybe tell secrets to that you don't tell your partner. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that kind of thing. Or, but when you start going down the line of the list of what some people do consider to be micro cheats, there's a lot of people on the fence about things. I'll give you an example. Is following an ex on social media a yes. micro cheat? Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, what about sending a heart or a kiss or a wink emoji emoji in a flirty way to somebody who's oh, not your yes. wife? Okay. okay. Yes, absolutely. All right. All right. Uh, what about uh, confiding in someone that you are attracted to? Absolutely. I don't care what you say after that sentence, yeah. after okay. those words. The answer is yes. Okay. Uh, what about sexting someone else? Yes. Okay, but not getting physical with them. Doesn't matter. That's, okay. that's micro cheating. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Maury's in there shaking his head. Hell no. <laughs> Maury's Come DMs on, dog. is full Come of micro cheating conversations. Exactly. <laughs> Shirtless micro cheating conversations. So, what did you do? You talked to people on the street, Mar? <laughs> to, to validate your actions. Exactly. <laughs> Don't be silly, Roz. The thing we do is not micro-cheating at all. Let's start with you. Okay, is the following micro-cheating or not? Sexting with somebody, but not physical contact. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think, I mean, like, if the way I would see it is, like, if my mom was to read my text oh. and not know the girl's name, she'd be like, who are you sending that to, and who is this girl, and why haven't we met her? So if I already have a girlfriend and she sees that, I'm getting, I'm getting beat or something. I don't know. <laughs> is staying in touch with an ex micro cheating I don't think so as long as you're not making it personal I think it's okay because you're not making it physical I think that's the part that's very into like the cheating part aspect Mm -hmm. of it I think if it's in a friendship way yes but like if you're messaging your ex after you break up and it's like a thing like you guys are trying to get back together that is definitely cheating (laughs) how about staying in touch with an ex oh Hell no. No, none of the above. <laughs> I, I am very, like, not okay with any of this right now. No, if the girl I was dating was doing that, I wouldn't be cool with it. I recently was in a relationship, and I was doing that, and she got really pissed off at me. Okay, but what about sending flirty emojis to someone? No, that is, no, that's basically like you're 
you're just doing things with them. Like in oh. my mind, that's how you're sending a picture. No, that. Uh, <laughs> it's just a. It's just a picture. It's. It's like it means something more. It's a principle of it. That's what it is. You can't. You know, it's if you're doing that little small thing, what makes us think that you're not doing something even worse or oh. bigger or like you're gonna take the steps towards that? Emojis don't mean anything. They're just like pictures that have been like pre-programmed. So it's like you know, it's not your true feelings for the person. So why not? Girl, come on. Depends if you send emojis in general to people. If you're someone who like types emojis all the time to your friends, then no. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, certain emojis may be more flirty than others. Mm-hmm. The casual like thanks with a heart or something like that. I wouldn't say that's micro flirting. Sending kinky emojis to somebody. It depends on like what context the conversation <laughs> is for sure. I mean, if you have a good friend who's a girl or you know a guy, whatever. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's like you guys are just around it's not literally cheating i don't think it's particularly right (laughs) there's always that insinuation that you want to cheat you know what i mean but Uh until you really break that barrier that wall down of you know like i said physical contact it's not really cheating but other people might think it's cheating (laughs) might go cheating if you get caught and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Okay, so Matt, you wrote us saying that uh, you bought a place with your girlfriend, but you don't know if you're ready to own a home yet. Uh, What is, like, I don't know, what's the advice that you're looking for with this? Well, just like if you guys have any advice just to pass on. I, I just got it last night. Okay, so. my, my, my number one question that I will ask you is can you afford this home? Yes. Okay. If for some reason you needed to pay an extra three hundred fifty dollars a month on this home every month, would you be able to do that? Yes. Okay. Do if you, for some reason you needed to pay an extra eight hundred dollars a month on this home, would you be able to do that? Yes. If for some reason something happens to that house, do you have emergency funds available? Yes, I could, do. Could you survive for three months if you were out of work? Yes. You could. Okay. Oh. So already it seems it, like yeah. it seems also, like you're in decent shape. Like, my girlfriend and I. It's not just me. So okay. there's also that. Okay. Hey, do you guys know about, like, stupid question. Uh, do you guys know, like, each other's financial history or maybe not history, but, like, financials as of right now? Like, everything, everything? Yeah, we already live together with my parents. Oh, so okay. we're already, we know everything about each other, all that. How oh. much, uh, how long, how much uh, did you put down? 20%? No, 5% because the first time homebuyers. 5%. Oh, okay. Man, they get you with that 5% first-time homebuyer. So how long is your mortgage then? 30 years? 25. 25 years. So did you, before buying this house, did you and your girlfriend do like a proper spreadsheet budget on everything that you have spent in the past month, what it is you're spending on, bills, entertainment, extra, extra, extra? Oh, yeah, we've done all that. We've oh, sat dude, down for think, days on it. Yeah, okay. you guys are in the clear, man. I'll I think s- you guys are. I'll say this. this the, the problems with owning a house, is it like a house or is it a townhouse or what? what a condo? What'd you buy? No, it's a house up near Barrie. So let me let me tell you where it all goes wrong when you, when you own a house. And I've heard this from people that have owned houses, but I also hear a lot of this from people who sort of buy a place as an income property, Yeah, right? They watch mm-hmm. a lot of HGTV. They decide to get a place, income property, all this other stuff where they don't have a massive portfolio. They just have that one, that one spot. Owning a home is great, okay? It's yours. If you can afford it, it's wonderful. Where it all goes wrong is when you think that you are above it, when you think that you're ahead of the game and then all of a sudden you need to spend $30,000 on a new roof. Yeah. Yeah. Or your basement starts leaking 
And well, luck, uh, luckily it's a crawl space, so okay. I don't have to worry about that. Well, dude, I'm telling you, anything that can go wrong will go wrong. Okay, so you yeah. have to prepare yourself. Like when Mocha was asking you if you have like three, if you could survive for three months being out of work, both of you being out of work. Yeah. That's the goal right there. But could you survive three months with both of you being out of work and then you have to do a $10,000 fix to your roof? Gotcha. Okay. You, know, you know what I mean? So this is yep. all worst case scenario. Oh, for but sure. But you, well, you wanted advice. This is what to plan for. Mm-hmm. Okay? Okay. You should not be at zero at the end of the month as a homeowner. Gotcha. Okay? You can't spend everything yeah. and then just hit reset on, the, on a new month. You, you can't live like that. It's too terrifying, man. Like, not to scare you or anything, but I know people who bought a house uh, in the summertime. They did the home inspection. Everything was great, right? Yeah, yeah. After they took possession, about a week in, the furnace went, yeah. so they needed a oh, new furnace. No. Yeah. There was a massive leak in the basement, so they mm-hmm. had to do cleanup of all that. And then there were problems in the backyard once they tracked where the leak was coming from. Mm-hmm. So they had to fix, or they're still fixing all of that right now. So they had to have all that, all those funds, the emergency funds to, to get everything set. Dude, it was, it was as easy. It was as simple as this in my house. A year and a half ago, the hose outside in the backyard, it burst. Yeah. And, but it burst inside the wall. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So in the basement, what happened was, is that we had these built in sort of storage units, closets kind of thing that were all against one wall and the hose burst behind those. So, all of the custom storage units were destroyed. Oh, no. Okay. The wall was destroyed. The insulation was destroyed. Everything was destroyed. So because the hose burst, a little tiny piece of copper pipe bursts, you're looking at like six grand yeah. you know, yep. to, to, to fix something as simple as that, right? So mm. it's all it's all that stuff. Do you know how much a gas bill costs? Yeah. Okay. Well, so, actually, right now I'm not on gas. I have to put. I have to run that in. Okay. Well, so so you got to know what all your bills are going to cost. But listen, man, if you can survive severe stress, and I don't mean a little bit of stress, but if you can survive severe financial stress, then I think you're going to be okay. You sound like you want to get to that place, so it doesn't sound like you're the wrong person to to, to kind of get into this. I think you. I think you're doing it right. Okay, that's awesome. Thanks, and and one, one, one quick thing, too. You know how uh, we asked whether or not you and your girl did a budget before buying this place? Yeah. Uh, continue to track your money for the first couple of months that you're in your new spot. Okay. All right. All right. It'll help out a lot. Yeah. All right. That's awesome. Thanks a lot, guys. All, All right, right dude. Good luck, man. Take care. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. How you doing? I'm all right. What are you sad? What's that? I'm not sad at all. I kind of, I'm just, I'm debating as to whether I like it when it starts to get cold like this or not. Oh. Because I like to think that I'm like a fall guy. Yeah. That I enjoy fall. I'm summer but, all day, all night. Um, no, don't get me wrong. Summer's number one. But yeah. if you had to have a side piece. Okay. Right? Oh, fall, easily. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Because right? spring's too wet. And gross. Yeah. Spring's gross. I don't like spring at all. I like late spring, but that's also summer. So fall, I don't mind it. Like I'm trying to figure out whether like a day like today where I have a t-shirt, a hoodie, and a jacket on. Yeah. Where if I'm actually comfortable or if I'm making the best out of a very uncomfortable situation. Like I don't know whether I like today. You're doing it right because if it gets a little bit too warm for your liking, you just take the jacket off. But fall fashion is fantastic. That's right. That's I've always been a fan of fall fashion. Yeah. And the t-shirt I wore today, so I'm hoping I don't get hot because the t-shirt I wore today yeah. was, I didn't even know, I took it out of the thing and then I went upstairs and I got dressed in the kitchen like I do every morning so I don't wake up Catherine.
girlfriend. But it's it's I cut the sleeves. It's a T-shirt that I cut the sleeves off. It so I I, look, the, I notice you have a lot of sleeveless shirts. A lot. Yeah. Do you like take all of your T-shirts and just cut them? Cut the sleeves? Uh, no, not all of them. You I can buy a, tank tops. They sell them that way. Yeah, but no, a tank top is yeah. a very different thing. I agree. A tank top is a very different thing than a T-shirt with the sleeves cut off. I could yeah. see you in one of those tank tops where the I guess the hole goes all the way down. I have that, well, but then my titties fall out. <laughs> <laughs> the sides. The side, the side, the side move. move. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, no, no, but there's a very there's a very big difference between a t-shirt where you've cut the sleeves off and a tank top. Because often because I, I prefer my tank tops to fit a little tighter, where I prefer my t-shirts with the sleeves cut off to fit a little bit more. I like more loose, loose tank tops where you could see the abs. Loose tank tops where you can see the abs. That's called your stomach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on you? <laughs> the belly. Okay, it's called belly. What do you mean a loose tank top where you like can see the abs? When I'm in the, the gym abs. and it's kind of loose where, you know, if it sort of flops, the material right. flops also, around. I can't look at you today, barely, because you're wearing a turtleneck. Yeah. And you, you, you look like a seaman. Like it's <laughs> I look like a what? Like it looks like you just got off a boat. It's totally <laughs> that. Week. Right? You know or you mean? look like you're going to go work your next job at the library or something. <laughs> no, yeah, you do. You either look like a freshman professor that people are going to give terrible reviews to on Yelp. Or... <laughs> His glasses suck. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Or like, or, or like, um, like I don't know, like a Captain Hindgrinder, Highliner kind of thing. I don't know. Give me the fish sticks, man. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I don't know if the Popeyes chicken sandwich ever hit Canada. If the hype would be as crazy as it's been in the States. When you see it trending on Twitter days on days on days, yeah. and then you read that somebody gets stabbed to death it's crazy. in Maryland over butting in line. So is that what happened? Somebody, they were all lined up to get the, yeah. new, the Popeye's chicken sandwich. So the Popeye's chicken sandwich, like if you, first of all, Popeye's chicken is freaking delicious. It's dude. okay. It's okay. I love it. It's I love okay. the chicken fingers. Oh my God. I had Popeye's for the first time last week, two weeks ago. Are you serious? Yeah, for the first time. Oh. And I had Popeye's, I'll tell you this, I had Popeye's from three different locations. Yeah. Completely different each time we brought it home. Really? Yep. Huh. So it's basically just a chicken breast that's got their seasoning on it, deep fried and everything mm-hmm. on a brioche bun with sweet pickles and mayonnaise. That is it. Right. That's it. But it's about the brine though, right? But it's about the brine. Because and apparently they brine, I don't know if this is definite, but people have tried to crack the Popeye's recipe. Yeah. Apparently they brine it in pickle juice. Oh, the, really? The chicken. Yeah. So Pickle water. <sighs> gimme. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Really, huh? So in the summertime, they ran out like almost instantly. Yeah. And people were like furious. Yeah. Like, it was talk wild. About, talk about first world problems, it's, right? It's wild, man. People, people were love furious. it. furious. Yeah. So they brought it back last weekend and they have a dedicated line at certain locations strictly for the Popeye's chicken sandwich. Right. And in Maryland, people are in line. One guy hops ahead. How big was this line? Long. Long. Okay. So somebody who didn't like the fact that someone's cutting the line went up to the guy, yeah. stabbed him, St- and he died. No, he didn't. He died. Oh, what is wrong with people? What right? the hell is wrong with people? That's the worst. That's a terrible chicken story. Chicken sandwich, man. That's a terrible Come story. Come on. But it's just rage at that point, right? Like, I don't even know how to describe that. Like, people are just awful. Yeah. Like, just awful. Don't get me wrong. Don't cut a line. 
right? Don't cut a line. It's like, rude. First of all, cutting a line is it's rude. not cool. It's just yeah, rude. Totally. It's not stab worthy, though. Definitely not right? stab worthy. It's not, no. it's not worth that. Maybe you like, you know, you can cut somebody out. <laughs> yeah, whatever, yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you that's don't, fine. You don't kill somebody for a chicken sandwich. Like if that, that's just so. I don't. It just it ruins everything. Like it ruins everything for everybody. It makes life that much more difficult because now you can't even enjoy something as simple with your friends as hey, let's skip work tomorrow and head out at five a.m. and go line up for the new Popeye sandwich because the last time people did that, a guy died. Yeah. Like it just ruins everything for everybody. Everybody, that kind of ridiculous rage. But the rage is real yeah. for the no, Popeye chicken sandwich though. in the States. Not. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hi, it's Roz and Mocha. Oh, dang, I actually got through. Cool. Yo, what's up, little man? Oh, yeah. So now Popeyes can say that their uh, chicken sandwiches are to die for. Oh, oh wow. wow not, listen, what's the matter with you, dude? Somebody, somebody died. Like, that, that's, not, that's not what's a good joke. Where's your mom? I want to tell her you just told that joke. Yo. Sorry. <laughs> no, bro, 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 bro. Hold on. I'm just kidding. First of all, I'm not going to tell your mom, okay? I understand. I understand comedy. You, you, we, all, we all do that. We all cross the line every now and then. I appreciate the crossing the line. I appreciate a little man. Some of our favorite some great comics of all yeah. time have crossed We're, the line. Here's the, here's the thing. How old are you? 11. 11. Okay, so here's the thing about being 11, right? Is you can tell a joke and people laugh at your joke. I, on the inside, I laughed at your joke, okay? okay. Uh, but, I, but I will say this. The one thing that 11-year-olds don't quite get is when somebody starts talking back, but it's not like you mean it. We're just sort of busting your chops, right? Like we're tussling at this point. And so when we start going in on you, normally with these conversations, you sort of shoot back at us, right? But it's like we, when you're joking around with your friends. Yeah, like we didn't mean to upset you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah? Oh, man, I feel terrible now. We don't... We like you, bro. Okay, tell your joke again. Yeah. Oh, mind. Oh, oh dude, dude, don't cry. Don't cry. Don't cry. Don't no, cry. bro. Bro. Oh, oh. God. Oh. See what you did, Ross? <laughs> Come on, that's on me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's on Poor me. Yo, kid. <laughs> Listen, kid, if you're listening right now, okay... First of all, I, I don't want to fully apologize because he told like a really like horrific joke, but th- it's a joke that, you know, is... Also, he's 11. He doesn't 11. understand. Okay, he doesn't understand context, right? Listen, I get it. Jeez, man. I Like half of me feels bad for saying something. I'm not going to talk to your mother, man. Okay? <laughs> also, welcome to the like, real world, like, kid. <laughs> I love that happens. kid. I love that kid. I love kids <laughs> who call up. That's what we do. If we inspire other kids to do that kind of joke, yeah. first of all, I'll never admit to it, but it will make me, <laughs> <laughs> but it will make me, like at some point in my life, I will be proud that maybe this show inspired somebody to do that joke or to take the chance <laughs> on telling a joke that may crush your spirit like we just crushed this kid's spirit oh man so anyway. I, I apologize little man um have a good day at school yeah oh. here we go the Roz and mocha show podcast ever since popeye's chicken in the states <laughs> re-released their chicken sandwich over the weekend every single day we're seeing uh news stories about this and mm. trending like crazy you're probably saying well what's so special about the chicken sandwich well mm. It's just a plain chicken breast. It's the brine that they use. It's the seasoning that they use. It's the way they deep fry it. The brioche bun that they use. The sweet pickles that they use. The mayo that they use. So, sold out immediately over the summertime. It was trending every single day. They brought it back over the weekend, selling out again. There are 
certain stores in the States, certain Popeye's locations where they have a dedicated line for those who only want to purchase the Popeye's chicken sandwich. That's crazy, man. Yesterday, we were talking about what happened in Maryland. Unfortunate situation where somebody cut the line at a Popeye's chicken and somebody who was already in line felt some ways about it stabbed the guy that guy died yeah on the flip side i'm gonna play for you audio of a guy who was extremely happy that he got his chicken sandwich okay (laughs) his name is alex and he's waiting for his chicken sandwich yeah they call his name so this clip starts with them saying alex they call his name okay he gets the bag yeah and he immediately jumps up on the counter at the Popeye's chicken, <laughs> okay. turns around, and faces everybody. Right. So he jumps up on the counter. I've got Popeye and mocha show podcast we um we often talk about the sort of world of dating and what it's like in 2019 and a few of the previous years just when hey everything's an app and you got to try and match up and you get first impressions are just a very different thing now first impressions are a few words from somebody that you don't even really know what they look like you know, it's just like what comes through on a on a DM or through through an app. It's no longer walking up and trying to strike a conversation. So people have really tried to up their game okay. on how to make that first impression. As in face to face? No. Oh, just in general. Okay. <laughs> just just by text. Okay. Everybody's trying to up their game. Everybody's trying to figure out a way in. So let me read you this story. So this twenty three year old, she's a woman. 23-year-old, posted a screenshot of an exchange that she had with a guy on Facebook that she didn't know. So he DMs her this. Hey, did you hear about my granddad? And then she wrote back, what? And then he responded, sorry, wrong person. Meant to text a girl I went to high school with and I clicked on you by accident. Not thinking straight because my grandpa passed. Sorry. <gasps> and then she wrote, okay. And then he wrote, you are lovely though. Are you single? <laughs> no. <laughs> Dad, grandpa is their potential quote in. Yeah. The, the, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to send that to you. Yeah. I'm right. just going through some stuff right now because my grandpa just died. Thank you for being so lovely. Also, you're really cute. That's the game. 
That that's is the awful. game. Come on, that is the game. Yeah, that's the way in. If you go on a date and then later down the road they find out, obviously they will find out that that wasn't the case. Maury, I, I, I'm guessing that this guy has no intention of taking this relationship to the point of where she's going to discover that Grandpa didn't die. These relationships aren't built to last. Or did Ouch. he think it through? Maybe not last to the end, but last at least a few, maybe dating, right? Sure. And maybe his grandpa really is dead. So Quite possibly. Yeah, but maybe the grandpa died works. in 1987. Doesn't matter. Who cares? Grandpa's still dead. Maybe right. it just hit him. People experience <laughs> grief at different, at different that stages. That is true. Right? That's true, yeah. But that's the game. Now your first impression... Your, you know, your thing that you lead with now, because it's no longer face to face. You know, it's no longer, you know, putting your best jacket on anymore and going to a bar. It's, it's no longer that. It is how, what is your way in when you see somebody attractive and you DM them? You understand, like if you're on Insta, you have to understand that this this person's inbox is full of people trying to score. What's trying to the pick lie up that you could tell. What's your game? You, what's your way in? What was you your know? game, Roz? What? What in a bar? Yeah. Look at me, more. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> he is the game. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. You asked me if I'm being petty. Okay. Okay. So here's the thing, right? There's not a lot. I don't talk a lot about being born in Montreal, right? Because I have no sort of affiliation and I have no emotional attachment at all to being from Montreal. Also, you hate the Montreal Canadiens. Thank you. There's only one real Quebecer thing that I have in me that I know is because I was born a Quebecer, which is my love for extreme pettiness. <laughs> Okay. okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you tell me if I'm if I'm right or if I'm just being extremely petty. Okay. So I order food on an app. Okay? Yeah. And I order like chicken fingers? Yes. With a dipping sauce? Yeah. And I order fries with an extra large gravy. Great meal already. Thank, thank you. Yeah. Right? Great meal. It arrives. And as I'm bringing the bag in from the door into the kitchen, I realize that the bag seems very light for all the food that I ordered. Okay. And then so I open the bag and, the, and, and what's in the bag is a box with the chicken fingers in it. No large fries, no large gravy. Okay. So I run outside, the driver's gone. Whatever. That happens. So then I'm on the app. As my food is on the counter getting cold, and I'm messaging back and forth with the people on the app, and they're being sort of accommodating, sort of accommodating. Okay. And they immediately say that they will refund me the money for the fries and for the gravy. Right. And I say, but the whole meal's ruined. They should be refunding you. The whole thing. The entire meal. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. When you ruin, That's fair. When you ruin the meal, yeah, right? You refund the meal. When you ruin the meal, you don't just refund the part that's missing. I'm you refund the whole meal. I agree. And there have been times when we've ordered through 
multiple apps and there's been a problem with the order and I'm almost 100% sure they've refunded the entire meal when something was wrong. There was one time we ordered from, we ordered a couple of burgers from Five Guys and when the driver showed up and gave us the bag, I was like, on the opposite of your experience, Roz, I was like, this bag feels a little heavier than what it should. And the order that came was a lot more food. But we... Oh, really? One of the burgers was like, "Uh, I don't know if I would typically order this. So we messaged them on the app and they refunded the entire entire order because the entire order was messed up. I still ate them burgers though, don't get me wrong. You know, and then she says to me or whoever I'm talking to on the app says... We appreciate your concern in wanting a full refund, but that's not how we operate. And I wrote them back going, I don't think you do appreciate the concern. <laughs> Good for you. And you Good should you operate in a different way. Yeah. Because the idea of, like, you can't just do that, right? I agree. Like, you can't. You can't just do that. You have to take responsibility. Somebody has to take responsibility. And I don't want it to come down on the driver because they just picked up the bag. Yeah. And I certainly don't think he ate my fries on the way. I'm not one of those people where I start thinking conspiracies and everybody's against me, right? Like, I don't have to sleuth this out. It was a mistake. But you have to, like, what is the full meal then? Then what is the full meal? You have to refund the full meal. If you forget yeah. half, if half my meal shows up in the bag, you don't refund me for just the half. You didn't get what you ordered. Thank you. So you should get a refund. Thank you. How and, the story and, end and I always think of it this way, right? What if I'm there with my, with my lover and it's the night that Your I lover. plan to propose, <laughs> yeah. right? Like what if? What if I have this whole thing planned, Yeah. right? And let's just say there's just the two of us. I have the candles going and everything else, right? And let's just say that my dinner was chicken fingers uh-huh. and my lover's dinner was french fries and gravy. Extra large gravy. Extra large gravy. <laughs> let's yeah. just say that that's the situation that we're in, right? Uh-huh. Where it's actually for two people, not just for one person, but it's for two people. And my lover doesn't get her fries and gravy. And I <sighs> planned to put the ring in the... The whole thing yeah. is ruined! You have to replan, change for another night, blow out all them candles. Right! It's not just a refund. <laughs> <laughs> on the fries and gravy. You've ruined the whole meal. Uh. So anyway, so I got the refund for the fries and gravy. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Yo, we haven't done this in a while. Kids write jokes. Oh, wow. This is the uh, Twitter account that I absolutely love, at Kids Write Jokes. They uh, basically accept jokes written by kids, and they're the worst because kids are just terrible at writing their own <laughs> jokes, right? <laughs> And there are names in some of these jokes, okay? okay? Yeah. And I'm purposely saying them wrong because it's the way it was written by the gotcha. kids. Gotcha. Okay. All yes. Right? Perfect. Yeah. So here we go. At kids write jokes. Why is Richard Branston called Richard <laughs> Brandon? <laughs> wow. Why? Because he's rich. Rich equals Richard. Get it? You could tell your friends this. <laughs> Why is hair brown? Why? Because of coffee. Why does Taylor... That's it? That's the joke? That's the joke. Oh, wow. What does Taylor Swift do all day? I don't know. Probably write songs in bed with her posh pajamas on. I know I would. (laughs) Why did the hedgehog need a friend? I don't know. We all do sometimes. Oh, Jesus. A criminal walked up to a a victim. This is a particularly um, (laughs) weak crop of kids write jokes. 
A criminal walked up to a victim, but the victim said, wait, let me tell you a joke. Knock, knock. Who's there? The police. The police who? The police are here now. Go to jail. Okay. <laughs> what also, room? technically, the guy wouldn't be a victim until the robber did something to him. He, would, at that point, would okay. just be a guy. These are kids, okay. Ross. Okay. <laughs> what room in a house does a stormtrooper not go into? I don't know. The office. Thank you. Where can you hide garbage from in your room? <laughs> Where? In a sandwich for your brother. Uh, oh, Knock, knock. Who's there? Me. Me who? No, that's it. That's the end of it. It's oh, just me. Just you. <laughs> Does Jakey Rowling think she invented wizards? <laughs> they were actually invented about 40 years ago. Sorry, Jakey. 40? <laughs> <laughs> what says, ah, 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 ah? I don't know. A drunk man. How did <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres get her name? How did Ellen DeGeneres get her no, name? No, no, no. Oh. Ellenda. E-L-L-E-N-D-A. Oh. How did Ellen DeGeneres get her name? Get her name. Because she's so generous. Wow. A fish is driving a fish tank and he says, <laughs> I can't drive! <laughs> okay, hold on. That's the joke? That's the joke. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, I have, I have two more jokes. Okay. No response needed for this, okay? okay? This is a back and forth You know story. what this sounds like to me? You know what? sometimes every now and then you see like a real intriguing picture on Twitter, but the language of the tweet is not one that you understand or can read or write, and you hit the C translation button. And it still makes no sense? And it makes no sense at all? <laughs> it sounds like these were all written in a language that nobody knew, and then you just hit the C translation. <laughs> it still doesn't make sense. All right, so this is a story. Okay. All right. Knock, knock. Knock, knock. I'm coming! Hello? Hi, are you Kim's mother? Yes, I'm her English teacher. Can I get inside? Hmm, schools were closed last week. However, you will give me my money! <laughs> See, translation still makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, <laughs> kids write There's jokes. one more? This is it. There was a cop who liked to eat cheese, and his friends saw him. What was the name they gave him? I don't know. Cheese cop. <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, kids write jokes on Twitter. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. You hear about this kid in the States that's slinging Krispy Kreme donuts? He's, excuse me? Like slinging is in launching or slinging is in selling? Selling. Like secondhand? Yes. Side hustle? Because <laughs> the area of Iowa where he lives, or sorry, in Minnesota where he lives because he gets the donuts in Iowa, the area of Minnesota he lives in, he's a college student, Okay. There's zero Krispy Kreme donuts anywhere. So what this kid does, and he's an accountant, obviously, so he did the math, would drive 430 kilometers from Minnesota to Iowa and pack his car with up to 100 boxes of 12-pack donuts. Okay. Now, a box... It's about eight bucks. That's a lot. He charged seventeen to twenty dollars per box for twelve donuts. Yes, and he said some of his customers spent nearly one hundred dollars each time on Krispy Kreme donuts. Oh, jeez. So, so you I factor can't. in his time, and I guess gas. <sighs> Jeez, but f so it's 400 kilometers. Oh, yeah, see, that is like, 
He advertised himself on Facebook as the where, donut guy. Where does he sell them? <laughs> like out of his car? I guess. Or if he's going to college, maybe out of his dorm or college kids people. aren't paying a hundred dollars for twelve donuts. He knows people. So hold on here now. Right. So word spread rather quickly. Yeah. That Krispy Kreme, their head office, got in touch with him. <laughs> to do what? To tell him to stop. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not like, hey, you're a great but why? entrepreneur. But why though? Why? I guess because he was selling it like way above what well, who cares? they're valued at. Who cares? Then go after the people who sell HDMI cables. Because every HDMI cable should be $6, but Amazon will still sell you an HDMI cable for $250. Oh, man. Some of them rocket fish? Are you kidding me? Yeah. There's no difference. Yeah. Okay? So the fact that Krispy Kreme would now go after this guy, that's how the world works, homie. Here's what Krispy Kreme said about this kid. His name's Jason, by the way. We appreciate Jason's passion for Krispy Kreme and his entrepreneurial spirit as he pursues his education. And then they ask him to stop. So it's not a passion for Krispy Kreme. I think they're missing the point. It's a passion for cash. Well, yeah. He saw an opportunity. This whole thing is about cash. Right. Are you kidding me? Right. <sighs> Put them donuts though? I know. 10 seconds in the microwave? <laughs> oh, my God. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So we were talking yesterday about this kid, college student in Minnesota, who... Every weekend drives 270 miles from St. Paul to Iowa and goes to Krispy Kreme and buys a bunch of Krispy Kreme donuts in boxes yeah. and then drives them back to Minnesota to the university and sells them for $17 to $20 a box because there's no Krispy Kreme. And everybody loves Krispy Kreme. An average box because like seven, eight bucks. So he was contacted by Krispy Kreme. <laughs> Yeah. And told to stop over liability concerns. Because, of course, why not? You do that, right? Let a man do his thing. Thank you. Oh. So, Jason Gonzalez is the kid. Yeah. And he writes yesterday on Facebook that Krispy Kreme has actually changed their mind. What? He wrote this. They want to ensure I become an independent operator and make sure the brand is represented well. <gasps> there are things that are being worked on right now to achieve that as this is being made as a special exception. Then Krispy Kreme released a statement saying, we're going to help Jason achieve his goals, which include being debt free when he graduates in what? 2021, in part by selling Krispy Kreme donuts. So there's setting this kid up as a private contractor to sell Krispy Kreme. <laughs> what is going on in this world? Right? That is fantastic, though. Yeah. Oh, my God. I Man. Love them, that. Them original Krispy Kreme donuts. Oh, my God. I'd smash a box right now. Thank you. Oh, so good. Thank you. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Chris speaking. Chris, it's Roz and Mocha. Hey, how's it going? Good, buddy. How are you? Oh, not too bad. Uh, your wife, Raquel, asked us to reach out to you. Did she now? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, she wanted <laughs> to know if we could wish you a happy birthday. Oh, my God. Thank you. You're so very welcome. And how old are you today? Uh, well, yesterday I just turned uh, 30. 
30. Oh, yesterday was your birthday. Oof. All right, well, happy belated birthday. Thanks so much. What'd you do? Uh, we went out for dinner at a place nearby here in Caledon. Oh, you, nice. where, where's Caledon? I don't even know where Caledon is. Uh, just north of Brampton. North of Brampton. It's pretty out there, right? Yeah. Oh, really nice. Fall yeah. colors. Like uh, where'd you go for dinner? Uh, there's a place called the, the Villa Caledon Inn. Little nice restaurant just oh, up the nice. street. All right, cool. That's like when I was growing up in Acton, there was like, you had the family restaurant, right? Yeah. At, which was just burgers and pizza. Then you had the sub shop. And if you wanted to go to anything fancy, you had to go to the restaurant inside the old hide house, which was... <laughs> right, right. Which, which was... So we, we had like one fancy restaurant. I thought right? you were going to say the skillet at Zeller's. No, please. That's my mom used to work there. I grew up in the skillet at Zeller's. Are you pies and gravy there? Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh so my good. God. But Zeller's, Zeller's wasn't in my town, bro. Where did you think I grew up? Well, Acton. Acton didn't have a... Oh, yeah, well, I, I had to go not, to right? Georgetown to go to Zeller's. Oh, I had you to take a, Georgetown. Dude, can I tell you something? If yeah. I wanted to go to the skillet and a fries and gravy, I had uh-huh. to take a go bus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay? That's wow. what my life was like. Damn. At least you have a go bus. We have no... Where, where I am, anyways, there's no go bus, there's no transit, nothing. I'd have to drive about 15, 20 minutes probably to get to a go bus. Bro, are, are, are you, are you wow. trying to make me sound bougie because I grew up with a go bus in my town? <laughs> <laughs> Look at Mr. Richie Rich over here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, Chris, it was awesome talking to you. Uh, happy birthday. We hope you enjoyed your day. And uh, shout out to you and uh, and to your lovely wife as well who reached out. Thanks so much. Appreciate it, guys. You All right, it, brother. Bro. Take care, man. Later. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. It's uh, Lord's 23rd birthday today. I am. Which is crazy because that's like you forget how young Lord was when she hit. Like 16, wasn't right? It? Yeah. Like she's already been through the whole machine and had a couple of failures and then came back, like everything. And she's 23. God, that album was awesome. I love yeah. that first album that she did. Oh, so good. Everybody did. Yeah. God, if you go back and be 23 again, I don't know what you would do. I don't know. What was I doing at 23? I don't know. How far would you have to go back? Not that far. I'm still a young guy. You know what I realized the other day, thinking of this, Mm. if you could go back and like, if you could still guarantee that you wouldn't screw anything up, Mm. like you'd still have this job, Jenna would still love you. The timeline remains the same. Yeah, like if you, but if you could go back and like alter something for Uh the better, like maybe a decision that you, a wrong decision that you made or I don't know. Oh boy. I'll tell you, you know what I'm going to start doing? I'll tell you what I'm going to start doing. And I don't know why I haven't done this up to this point. If somebody showed up to you right now, if you walked out that door yeah. and somebody was standing there, right, in like a long silver coat. Okay. And they were like, Mocha, in this room I got a time machine. We can go back right now to anything. And then I'll bring you right back. You walk back in that room and nobody oh. will even know you're gone. Where would you go and what would you do to change something for today for the better? Because I'll tell you the mistake I've been making my whole life. Which is what? My whole life, I always think, because you and I always go to the financials, right? Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, how far would I have to go back to be super rich today when I walk back into that room? Yeah. And I'll tell you the mistake that I've been making. In case I do one day walk out that door and there's a guy in sunglasses and long silver coat that says, hey man, the time machine is right in this room here. Where do you want to go and how long do you want to stay for? My new plan and I can't believe I've been such an idiot. Yeah. My new plan is, why have we not, the day after a lottery, written down the winning numbers on a little piece of paper and just stick them in your wallet? 
and then do the same thing the week after and do the same thing the week after and do the same thing the week after. Because if man showed up right now in a silver coat and sunglasses and said, Mocha, I have a time machine. How far back oh. do you want to go and what do you want to do? You'd be like, obviously, you're going to go back and play the numbers, but you don't have the numbers. You would, only, you would only have to go back to Friday. Yeah, or if you wanted to hit that 60 mil jackpot right? last month. But not even last month. 15 mil. Go a week. Sure. Because I'm here's being, the thing. I'm, I'm being greedy right the, now. The farther you go back, right? The farther you go back, the more likely it is that you're going to screw something up for the future. Right. Okay? Like, the farther you go Lottery back. Numbers. So you, you only want to go back a couple days. See, I was going to say something practical. Like, I would go back and, like, learn how to swim. Learn how to swim? As a grown-ass man. I no, we I should all... Let me tell I you know, something. I know, I know. It's always it's, about it's the financials. 2019. Cars are driving themselves. Okay? The world's going mad. The, the, how none of us are writing down the winning lotto numbers from the Friday before and just keeping them in your wallet. Just in case. Just in case. The guy with the glasses and silver coat shows up thank you like, it takes no effort right it takes no effort to do that why are we not all doing that so have you started writing down the numbers no oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Roz and mocha show podcast oh man if you are a kid who loves to use a cell phone in class today is not your day the restrictions first announced earlier this year uh, and supported by, they say, 97% of parents, students, and teachers in Ontario took part in the Ford government's education reform uh, consultations. Means students at Ontario schools will not be allowed to use mobile devices during instructional time. How are they supposed to do all that research for what they're learning? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ontario's Minister of Education, uh, how do you say this guy's name? Lessie? Lisey? Stephen Lisey? I don't, know. I don't know. If I was allowed to look it up in class, I'd be able to tell you, but <laughs> I can't. be able to get one of those phonetic apps out. Yeah. Uh, they say our government heard clearly from parents and educators about the growing challenge related to distracted students in the classroom. When in class, students should be focused on their studies and not on social media. It's a tough thing. Sounds like my dad. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Roz, this is the text that Kareen sent. Okay. Question. How soon is too soon for Christmas decorations? I started this past weekend and I finished up last night and now my house is so decked out. It makes me so happy. I love Christmas decor. It warms my heart in this cold ass weather. Uh, I would say that this, the answer to, and you're going to get a lot of other... You know, that in the, the holiday season in the States is between like their Thanksgiving and Christmas. And then you're going to get other people that say, out of respect, wait until after Remembrance Day. And then you're going to get other people that say, as soon as Halloween is over. I think for Christmas decorations, because they mean so much to you and it makes you feel so great and it fills your heart with joy, I would say there is no such thing as too soon for Christmas decorations. I know, right? I think so too. And if, and if it pisses somebody off, who cares? It makes you happy. Actually, after, after I put up my decorations, I noticed that next day, two houses on, on, on my block put up their decorations as well. My sister-in-law and brother-in-law, they put up their decorations outside. They prep the outside area on November 1st, yeah. the day after Halloween. Sure, man. And then my neighbor across the street, I saw two days ago, he was putting lights, he was prepping yes. the front yard as well. <laughs> and my wife loves Christmas. Yeah. Loves. So Absolutely yesterday we went to uh, Canadian Tire. Yeah. 
And all the Christmas decorations, like the the lights and stuff, the outdoor decor, we've had for seven years. Yeah. Some of it's broken. Some of it looks old. Bro, we spent five hundred dollars. Good for you. Good for you. Just lights. Good haul. Just lights. Good haul. Yeah. That's great. I would I would say, uh, Maury, when do you put yours up? We've already bought more dire- uh, decorations, but we do it the same day as the parade. Which is when? The 17th. Of November. November. Let's see, some people do that. They, the same day as the parade. Like, they're all, all their the benchmarks. Parade. I would say this. When somebody looks at you and says, oh God, that's too soon. They don't mean it's too soon for you to start decorating. When they say too soon, because people get uptight that they haven't done enough or they start looking at the calendar and it becomes a time crunch for them. So your decorations aren't like quote unquote too soon. It's just showing them how little time they have before the holidays. But I will always say this. When it comes to Christmas decorations, take the lead of little kids on Saturday mornings. Okay. And that is this. When it's August and you have a six-year-old and you're like, we got to go for groceries and then maybe we'll go grab a bite to eat. And the six-year-old goes in the middle of August. Yeah, but I'm going to wear my unicorn costume. And you're like, well, why are you going to wear the unicorn costume? And the kid's like, because I like it and it makes me feel good. And then in your head, you're like, yeah, but it's not Halloween and it's really not a dress up thing. And you're like, but you know what? It makes the kid feel good. So we're going to be the family at the grocery store and the movie theater with a six-year-old in August in a unicorn costume. And you know what? That's fine. It also takes way too long to put them up for me to only have it up for like a month or two weeks. True that. I agree. True I that. Agree. You're going to put <laughs> in all that work to yeah. decorate inside no, and outside. For two then months. you should be no, able to enjoy... Yeah. Yeah. Your hard work. We did the Halloween decorations on the 30th. Oh, really? Yeah, the night before. It was oh, the 30th of October. Of October. Oh, my God, yeah. dude. It was the night before. Yeah, that. and then when you take it down, like the next. Still, still there. Oh, it's still there. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> I think you're fine. The buffer window, you're still within that. Yeah. You're fine. And Kareen, I wouldn't worry about it. You do you, girl. My husband was like, oh, it's too soon. But then when I was done, he was like, oh, it's so nice. It's so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. By the way, in case you're wondering, this year our theme is white and silver. Oh. There you go. Thank you so much, Kareen. Bye. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, we were just talking about that Lizzo song, her Christmas song, that I guess came out in, what was it 2015? Oh, is that when yeah. it came out? She just wanted to remind everybody that she has a Christmas song, which is dope. It's called it's Amazing. Never Felt Like Christmas. And we were talking about the Liam Payne track. Yeah. Because he released a Christmas song last week, and it just doesn't feel like a Christmas song. It has the word Christmas in it, but again, it doesn't feel like a Christmas song. To remind you what the Liam Payne All I Want for Christmas sounds like is this. I know he had a asking you, what are some of the things that a Christmas song needs to have if you're going to write a Christmas anthem? Well, bells, for sure. You said for sure bells. Has to. Lizzo packed her song with bells. It's bells off the top. Yeah. So what did you so do good. more? You put bells behind the Liam Payne song? Oh, God. <laughs> Does Mocha have that or do I have to play it? Mocha has that. No, he had a flashing. Oh, my God. <laughs> First of all, Maury. <laughs> if you're going to do something like this, like, timing matters <laughs> in music, okay? That's like music 101. Timing yeah. matters. Yeah, true. Okay? Yeah. Like, your bells need to s- sync with the actual song, yeah. with the tempo of the song. 
Get to the chorus. If we can make it through December, it does sound a little bit more Christmassy. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. Right? That is the dumbest thing I have ever heard. Maury, can you put bells behind other extremely sad songs and see if you can make them Christmassy? Thank you. Like Adele's Hello or something. Oh, God. So now in the spirit. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Started getting my first couple of advice for uh, Christmas parties. Already? Yeah, already, man. People, wow. people want you to, uh, they need to know you're coming. Sure. Also, a big deal. So people need to, they feel that they have to invite me early. So uh, <sighs> let me sit down for this. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, no, they asked, uh, they did a survey and it's actually really interesting, which is what are the worst things you can do at a party? What are the worst things you can do at a party? They put a top 10 list together. Like, like pass gas? Uh, farting is not on the list. Oh, cool. Farting is not on the list. <sighs> what are the worst things? I'll give you, you like, oh. I'll, get you, I'll get you on the right track here, okay? okay? So at number 10 is not bring something if it's potluck. Oh, yeah. Rude. I once went to a party and brought one can of Coke. Okay. For myself. <laughs> if at number nine is uh, spilling something. Oh, yeah. At number eight is showing up without RSVPing. Oh, easily. Oh, can I guess one? Yeah. Showing up late? No. Okay. No, that's insulting not on there. the host. Uh, talking too much politics. That's is that number be my seven. Third one. My third thing I was going to say is politics. Be on the phone all night. Oh, is yeah. that number six? Then we get to the top five. Hmm. Showing up early. Really? Yeah. I could see that because if you're getting like out of the shower or something, you're getting ready and these people show up. Yeah. And at number four is getting too drunk. Yeah, definitely. At number three is being the last one to leave. Oh, yeah. <laughs> at that point, you've just like way overstayed your welcome. But somebody has to be the last one to leave, though. Is that not how it works no, when because- you have people over and then they leave? No, but sometimes all it takes is for one person. It's getting a little late and one person say, okay, I'm going to head out. Right. And then like another group or another couple or somebody else will say, you know what? I'm going to take off too. And then right. that But what if trend- they don't, though? What do you do? Because I once had people over. I had to go to bed. Well, people were still out in the living room with Matthew. Yeah, I had uh, I had a friend of mine who's brutal with stuff like this. They had people over one time. Yeah, and it was getting late, and he wanted them to leave, and they sort of weren't wrapping things up. Like the food had stopped, the conversation was winding down, and he went into the kitchen and grabbed like the kitchen timer. Yeah. And he put it to 10 minutes and he brought it in the living room and was like, when that thing dings, you guys are gone. No! Yeah. <laughs> Yo, that's a gangster move. I love it. And then he sat down and had a 10-minute conversation with that's them. That's great. Like, there was no big deal. And then it, and then it dinged and, and everybody got up. Like, Yo, I'm going to head out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at, uh, the yeah. That's great. That's at, number, at number two, so number three was being the last one to leave. This is the worst thing you can do at a party. Yeah. At number two is ask for food or a drink type that isn't already out. Oh, yeah, that's pretty rude. What about asking for stuff to take home? Like any leftover food? What if you're like, hey, can I take some of that home? Who does that? I don't think that that's right. I think if 
the host offers and says, yes. hey, yeah. we have extra of all of this. Would you like some to take exactly. home with you? Exactly. Uh, number one, the number one worst thing you can do oh. at a party is... Criticize the decor. Criticize the de- First of all, decor, Maury. <laughs> Decorations. Are you, okay. are you saying it like that because your husband, Matthew, says it like that? Jeez. Of course. You too. No, showing up sick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, super rude. Oh, that's gross. Get your sick all over the decor. Right. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I told uh, Damn It Maury that because uh, he wants me to make him a lasagna. What? Because I made it. Remember, I made him a lasagna. I gave him a piece. I made a lasagna and I gave him a piece last year. Last yeah. year. Last uh-huh. year. Last year, I gave him one piece of lasagna. Yeah. He's done nothing but hound me to make him another lasagna. Well, that's a compliment to you. But, no. it's, but it's in a real sort of passive-aggressive way. Like, what, you know what he does? What? He will send me the picture of, of the lasagna piece that I gave him. a picture? Okay. Like, and just send it to me. And be randomly. like, what? What are you supposed to do with that information? Make him lasagna, apparently. So I told him that it's not lasagna-making season. Right? Because mm-hmm. he was asking in the summer, and I'm like, I'm not firing oh. up the oven. <laughs> no. Okay? In <laughs> August. Not. And making a lasagna. No. Right? No. And nor, and nor am I sticking a 400 degree lasagna on the counter to cool <laughs> while it roasts the rest of my house. I know. Okay, you, we don't make lasagna in August. You don't understand seasons, huh? <laughs> no, like, I understand good food. Nobody wants to cook a lasagna in August. No. So I told. Also, can I just say, <laughs> yes, too? Yes, please. Like eating a big tick piece of lasagna <laughs> yeah. on a forty degree weather day, right? Like you're passed out already. Thank you. <laughs> Not from the heat. Thank you. Yes. Right. Yes. Also, in August, why you don't eat lasagna is because with a lasagna, you want it to be gooey and yeah. you want it to be oozing. I eat most of my meals in August shirtless. Right. Yeah. I want that Ooh. hot cheese to at least hit a tank top and not my sure. skin. Yeah. Right? Because chances are it's going to hit my skin. Yeah. My belly's a little big in the summer too, so it might hit my belly. Okay? But so I told, I told, I told more, I will make a lasagna when we get to five consecutive days of below zero temperatures with no highs above zero. Oh, wow. Okay. To me, that sounds like lasagna weather. Sure. Am I wrong about no, that? I, I would agree. Right. I would agree. I say we're kind of on the cusp. No, no we're not, not yet. On the, like, like maybe nine January. Nine degrees today. Yeah, maybe January. Nine bro. degrees today. Ooh, it's cold in no. here. I need a lasagna. <laughs> Please. I know your boobs are sticking out. I can see <laughs> lips. <laughs> Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Hey, Mike, it's Roz and Mocha. Hey, good morning. How are you, man? I'm okay. How are you guys? All right, buddy. We're going to try our best to help you out, man. Uh, Mike, you're so. Hey, Razamoka, FML, fix my life. I'm in a three and a half year same sex relationship. I have uh, no strength to get out of. My other half lost motivation to better themselves to a healthy lifestyle, and I lost the sexual spark. We fight over the stupidest things, and I'm falling out of love because of his lack of motivation. Our families are also involved, and it makes my decision even harder. I, I, I swear to God, I thought more he was going to be on the other end of this phone. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were trolling me. Uh, so, Mike, is the problem that I'm just trying to understand, or we're, we're trying to understand, this lack of motivation, right? Is it in everything in your partner's life or the fact that your partner kind of let himself go physically? It's, it's, 
it's in everything. Like I, okay. I had to find them a new job, like something better. What happened? So obviously something's going on with him. Um, people just don't sort of lose their will to thrive. Like there, there, there has to be something going on. And, and as far as the sex goes, a lot of people, when the sex goes in a relationship, it's a very difficult thing to to talk about because it's not so much the sex. The sex is great, right? But when, when sex goes, what goes before sex is the intimacy. And a lack of intimacy in a relationship is what sets everything on a course for doom. Then you deal with trust issues and you're, the conversations aren't happening anymore. And you want to help them, but then you get to the point of where you just stop helping because they don't want to help themselves. And then you no longer have conversations about why he has lost his sort of will to thrive. And then you're just in this stalemate with each other and you're unhappy and he's unhappy, but he's unhappy for all sorts of different reasons. And there's no way to make it work. I mean, the thing was, from the beginning he he was always given everything like a, like a silver spoon yeah and then he found me and you know we got along pretty good i mean let, to be honest we started dating two weeks after we met mm -hmm. um and it was my first relationship and then further on in the relationship he just got so comfortable in a way of saying oh like you know he'll never he's never going to leave me so i don't have to worry about anything anymore so i can just slack off not care because I found somebody who's just going to stay with me regardless of what I do. So yeah. you've had conversations about this then? Yeah, okay. I've had conversations, but like it, it goes back into like a circle of the same thing. Yeah, and so physically, so he's let himself go physically? That as well, yeah. Yeah, and how much does that bother you a lot? It, it does, uh, mainly because it's not like he's not trying to keep a healthy lifestyle. That's a tough thing because, it, especially, when, it, especially <laughs> when, it's, when it's guys, because it's looked at a little bit differently with guys. Like if you were a guy on the phone with us right now talking about, you know, their wife and how she gained a little bit of weight and you were looking to dump her for it, the, the city would go in on you, man. Yeah, for sure. Like it, but but it's, it's a different thing when it's guys. You know, the gay relationships, they play by somewhat, you know, different rules socially. Um, it's tough. Maury can testify, right? Maury can testify. Hey, Mike, yes. is there a chance that your partner, like a slight chance that your partner might be going through some stuff that they're, he's not telling you? Like, does he seem depressed at all? No, I mean, he talks to me about everything. But the, the problem is being like a same sex person, his, his side of the family, his parents are not as accepting. Right. And so my parents stepped up to the ball and took over that role and that's why it's so involved it's tough i think that you guys need to because he, he could be going through somebody like he may need somebody to talk to mm -hmm. that person may not be you you know he may need to look into somebody who he can sit here and go through some stuff because if he was as you said like a silver spoon kid and then grew up with a sort of sense of entitlement and now just feels that you're never going to leave him and everything else he may need somebody to talk to because he's got some stuff to work out from way before when he met you man like way before. Now, if you're asking how to compassionately dump somebody that you still have great feelings for, that's a different conversation. But if you think that you can help him through this or you want to help him through this, then that's another conversation. Like, do you love this well, guy and you want to stay with him? I've, I've, I've tried to have conversations yeah. and like people keep telling me you can't teach an old dog new tricks. But these are new tricks. Like, he wasn't this way when you guys hooked up. Like, how long into the relationship did things change? You said you've been dating for three like, and a half years. Probably like a year and a half, two years in. Okay, so, oh, okay. so, you're, so you're a year and a half in the weeds now, right? Like, you're, it's not, it's, it hasn't been that long. Um, listen, if you want to dump the guy, I will just always say this. Uh, there is the only way to, to, to definitively dump somebody is to be 
uh, to be firm, but yet be compassionate. Okay. Don't do a, I need to take some time away. Don't do a, we need to sort of step away and maybe see other people. That is the worst thing you could do. If you Mm -hmm. don't want to be in a relationship, you state firmly and definitively in a compassionate way that it's over. Okay. And don't leave any doors open because that's what makes the, the, the healing process of a relationship 10 times as hard is when you don't have the guts to definitively end something, but you can still end it and still be compassionate about it. You don't have to be a jerk about it. When you dump somebody, you don't have to make them feel terrible about themselves, but if it's not working, it's not working. Okay. I think you made up your mind already. You just needed to hear it from us. I think you want to, you're not in love with this guy anymore. And you're just looking for a way to to tell him. Yeah, I mean, and the, you know what you guys just said is true because like we we tried to take a break, but like it's it got to a break where I was fine, but yeah. they kept coming after me and like messaging yeah. and, and everything, and they wouldn't let me breathe. So then that's the conversation. And I'm like, yeah, no, and right? you're, and the break has to be a clean break. Yeah. Okay, stop. There's no following on social. There's no texting late night. There's there's none of that stuff. A clean break is a clean break. I really appreciate it. Okay, right, you got it, man. Thanks, Mike. Thank All you, right. guys. Later, Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. So, Sean Spicer on Dancing with the Stars. And we had him on this show before Dancing with the Stars started and I know that we were all kind of like, eh, should we interview Sean Spicer? Should we not? Whatever. Maybe we can make it interesting. But the interesting thing was is you wondered how the public was going to react to Sean Spicer because if you remember Tom Bergeron, the host of the show, was pissed yeah. that they cast uh, Sean Spicer on the show. He did a video almost yeah. immediately after they announced yeah. Spicy was going to be on the show. Because he's like, this show should be apolitical. We shouldn't lean this way. We shouldn't rely on those types of people. We're better than that. Uh This guy did a lot of damage to this country. We don't need him part of this. But they overrode his input and cast Sean Spicer on the show. And when we were interviewing Sean Spicer, we are like, who's going to vote for you? Because you wondered whether the country had had enough, America had had enough, or if people were going to push him through as a goof, or if the Trump base was still going to be emotionally attached to Sean Spicer. Weeks and weeks and weeks later, we're now on Dancing with the Stars, where Sean Spicer continuously gets super low marks, like super low scores, extremely low scores, and the judges now don't even hide their disdain for his dancing. Oh, wow. So let me play you this clip. It goes through the judges' critique of Sean Spicer's routine, and then it ends with the announcement of who is safe this week. We keep throwing you out the boat, and the viewers keep throwing a life preserver. (laughs) Your feet... Well, the mermaid had better feet than you had. I think Dory in Finding Nemo has a better sense of direction. The first couple who is safe is... John and Jenna. So hold on. All the Spicer fans are still... Or whoever. Whoever, yes. People out there are still voting to keep him in. Yes, this reminds me of who was on American Idol that was Zendaya, right? No, Sanjaya. (laughs) Sanjaya. Remember that whole thing? (laughs) I remember that kid's name so quick. Remember that whole thing where everybody got together online on 4chan or whatever it was and they were like, why don't we sabotage American Idol and vote this monstrosity uh, to to the end? 
And it looks like that's what's happening with Sean Spicer. Like they keep kicking him off and putting him in the lowest spot where he should go home. But fans keep voting him to stay. Yo, I wonder what Sanjay is up to these days. What is Sanjay up to these days? Hold on here. Let me look him up on Twitter. Yeah. That's a boy. Yeah, that's oh, a guy. Yeah, that's right. I remember oh, now. Yeah, I, remember now. I remember. I remember. What's he, he doing? He shaved all his hair off. No. Oh, and he's got a private account. What? Come on, dude. <sighs> You can't have a private account being Sanjaya from American Idol. Yeah. Back anyway, in the day. so that's what's going on with uh, all of Tom Bergeron's worst fears are coming true. Yeah, big time. All of them. Oh, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. You watched Little Mermaid last night? I did not. No, I didn't even know it was on. But uh, a lot of people were talking about it because I guess Flounder was like a puppet animated thing or something like that i don't know what they i don't know exactly what they did it was like a weird sort of hybrid combo yeah and then people weren't happy with um uh shaggy's costume oh really why because i don't think that they thought he was lobster enough <laughs> Outrage culture is real. Yeah, man. he just he just sort of looked like Iron Man without the helmet, right? Oh, no. Like, yeah, and I and I think that the other problem with with Shaggy's outfit is that he had he was in, in all red, right? As mm. Sebastian would be, so he was in all red. But he had a like his jacket was super shiny, like a lobster, but his pants weren't, and they were two different colors of red. So, like, his reds oh. didn't even match. Like, it wasn't, like, a full outfit even. And they certainly didn't give him claws. Oh, but what's a crowd? What's a lobster without claws? Well, he was just dancing around in a red outfit. Right? That's like, like That's what I say. He looked like Iron Man, but without the helmet. Oh. Right? That's but, not uh, But, yeah, so here's a little bit of Shaggy from last night. I think you have that. Makes up for the description you just gave. Yeah, his outfit was awful. I didn't like his outfit at all. Yeah, but he had like no headpiece on. Like I was hoping he'd have like a headpiece on with like little antennas sticking up or something like that. But, but regular shaggy. Yeah, but shaggy was obviously like, no man, I'm not. You think I'm embarrassing myself like that? <laughs> Uh, and then uh, Latifah was Ursula. Queen Latifah? Yeah, right? Oh, Am sick. I wrong about that? No, Latifah was Ursula. And she was amazing. Yeah, she's great. <laughs> I admitted in the past I've been a nest. They weren't kidding when they called me well a witch. But you find that nowadays I've mended all my ways. Repented, seen the light and made a switch to these. And I fortunately know a little match It's a talent that I always have possessed And dear lady, please don't laugh I use it on behalf of the miserable, lonely, and depressed It's not bad, right? Wow the, the problem, though, with these shows, these live shows they do Oh, so good is that the production values on these, the bars are just all over the place. Like when they did Grease, when they did live Grease, 
It was such an incredible production. They took over an entire studio, like sounds, like soundstage after soundstage after soundstage. Yeah. And it was this massive production. And then there's other shows that are not as great and some that are better than others. But this was like a sort of mid-range, but it was a weird combo of like puppets and animated stuff and then Shaggy was just wearing red and he didn't look like a lot like it's just it's just weird because when everybody else goes all out and they look like the characters yeah right but I want like Sebastian's a lobster like I don't want Shaggy in a red puffy coat right also right? if you're gonna be Sebastian like Shaggy put the, listen, hat, put the hat on put the hat on and the claws yeah dance around with the claws yeah. man like that's that's the role. Thank you. Commit to the role. Yes. You have a fantastic voice and you sounded Absolutely. amazing, but Absolutely. commit to the role visually. Yes. And people, you have to. Because I think that he thinks that people would have goofed on him for it, right? Oh if he God. came out in a full no, lobster outfit. Not. But I think that we all would have been appreciative if Shaggy walked out there in like a full yeah, Because on... we would have been like, yo, this guy's taking it serious. Yes. Thank you. So uh, so that was uh, Little Mermaid from last night. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Did you see the story of the kid that threw a birthday party on uh, Saturday night mm-hmm. and then nobody showed up? I don't know how I feel about these stories. I'm really torn on them. You, like, you think it's fake? No. Oh, God, no. No, 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 no. I hope no. not. No, 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 no. I, I, I feel too much for these stories where parents throw a party for a kid and they invite all their friends and classmates and nobody shows up and my heart breaks because I totally. don't I don't know if it's the right thing to then immediately take it to social media and possibly put the kid through more humiliation and heartbreak. It every now and then it works out when it goes viral. Yeah. Right? Every now and then when you post the picture of a kid in front of his cake and there's no other kids in the room and you say, My heart is breaking because they threw a party for my kid and nobody showed up. So please wish him a happy birthday. It's real great when it works and it goes viral mm-hmm. and Luke Skywalker winds up saying happy birthday to your kid. That's awesome. But there's a lot of times that this doesn't work. I know. And but this is one of the times where it did work. I know. Uh Jason Foster Put this out on Twitter yesterday. It said, my son Cade had his 11th birthday party last night. None of his invited friends came. That hurt. I'm asking my Twitter friends to show some love. If you have a minute, please send him a birthday wish. And then tag Mitch Marner from the Leafs, mm-hmm. John Tavares from the Leafs, and of course, at Maple Leafs. So Leafs replied, said, happy birthday, Cade. Love the cake. He had a Toronto Maple Leafs cake in the picture that his dad posted. Mitch Marner replied, Wanted to wish my friend Kate a happy 11th birthday. Your friends from the Maple Leafs have a surprise gift coming your way. And then John Tavares replied, Happy 11th birthday, Kate. All your friends on the team look forward to celebrating with you. I'm hearing it's going to be quite the surprise. Awesome Matthew replied, said happy birthday, Kate. Justin Trudeau said happy birthday. Will Arnett said happy birthday. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Luke Skywalker. Yes, Mark Hamill replied happy birthday. Chantal Kraviasic, who I love. Yeah, she's great. She said, hi, Kate. I'm not a Toronto Maple Leafs, but I saw that it was your birthday and that uh, your friend's disappointed. When I was a kid once, my closest friend did have me at her birthday. I was so shocked. Sorry, didn't have me at her birthday. I was so shocked. Kids are weird sometimes. Try to forgive. Humans in general, kind of hard to figure out. Mm -hmm. You have a hashtag rad dad. So Kate was getting like tons 
tons of messages. And it's awesome. And it's yeah. awesome when it works. It is. I just don't know if I encourage this. That's all. And because it, don't get me wrong, it's amazing when it works. For and sure. my heart breaks for this kid. And it's just, it's just awesome. Also, uh, John Tavares, who shouldn't be on social media, just get better, okay? <laughs> just saying. I'm just, I'm just saying. Okay, I'm just, I'm just saying. It's real great and all that. Like he's, you know, taking part. But you know, it takes one wrong move for that hand to get messed up again. Matthew's already <laughs> tweeted the kid. Okay, <laughs> team effort. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Yo, I'm waiting for Disney Plus to send me an email to tell me I can. Subscribe to their service. We're when does that start? The 12th, right? A week today, bro. Now, are they? what are they doing? Are they dropping everything all at no. once? What, so what did they do on Apple TV? Because you said that... Uh, I'm still trying to figure it out. I have the subscription for the new Apple Plus Apple service. Plus, sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. The interface is terrible. Is it? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, there's certain things where it's like, okay, so the morning show yeah. with Jennifer Aniston, Steve Carell... And Reese Witherspoon, mm-hmm. that's like on a big banner that I can click on and watch the episodes. The Jason How many Momoa, episodes did they drop? I don't even know. I didn't I didn't scroll. That's what I'm saying. Like, can you find scroll. out if they've dropped all the episodes or if they're staggering them? Because I think they're doing them three at a time. I could be wrong about that, but find that and out then for the me. The Jason Momoa also has a, a banner for his show, C. Yeah. But then there's everything else. Like there's sections for TV shows and movies, but it's a mix of what you can watch for free versus what you can rent oh. on Apple TV. Oh. Right? Because that's, I just watch, I've only like messed around with it on my on my Apple TV. So I don't, I can't figure out the interface. I got to spend more time with Amazon it. Amazon is a, is a lot like that too. Do you have Amazon Prime? Do you watch stuff on Amazon no, Prime? So Amazon Prime is great. They have a lot of, they have a lot of older stuff. It's, they have a lot of great kids stuff. But the thing with Amazon Prime is that you'll search for something on Amazon Prime and yeah. it'll come up. Sometimes you get to watch it because it's actually in the Amazon Prime library, yeah. but sometimes you'll search for something and then it'll pop up and you'll click on it and it'll tell you to rent it. Oh, all right. Right? Or Amazon Prime is this other weird thing that never, ha- it doesn't happen to be on Netflix at all, but I'll search for something on Amazon Prime. Yeah. And the one version that pops up is the French version. Oh, that's And weird. not the English version. Like, we want to watch Groundhog Day a couple of weeks ago. Great movie. Great movie. Yeah. And I clicked on it, and what came up was the French version, although the description of the movie was in English. Oh, that's weird. Super weird, right? Yeah, like there's, that's it's so It's so buggy. But no, I'm curious because I was reading something. There was something a while ago where the story was that both Apple TV or Apple Plus and Disney Plus were going to be moving away from binging where they were going to be yes. dropping things sort of in a staggered maybe two episodes at a time three episodes at three episodes at a time and the the story was that Netflix was going to be following suit on that yes because we're just so used to binging Right. I watch everything on Netflix. Right. Right? Like that new Paul Rudd show, Living With Yourself. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's so good. But could you imagine Netflix only dropping three episodes a week? I know. And those are short, like for example, They're that particular short. show, their episodes are like 30 minutes. So yeah. it was easy to get through the entire season. Oh, it was right? super easy. But like, you know, part of the reason for me getting Disney Plus is the new Star Wars Mandalorian right. show. Which I don't think they're going to drop them all at once. They aren't. They're doing it week by week. Yeah. Yeah. Episode by not like in in groups of episodes. Yeah, literally one episode a week for the next you know twelve weeks starting on November twelfth. And if you think that that Netflix is going to sit around and 
be the only people that drop everything all at once. You're mistaken because Netflix is going to start dropping things in bunches. Because if you notice with that new reality show, is it Hustle and Flow? Is that the the show? No, what's oh, it called? The um, Hustle uh, Flow. No, what is it called? It's the Cardi B. Chance the Rapper's on there, right? What's that show called? Uh, they didn't drop all the episodes at once. They dropped them, I think, three at a time. Really? Yeah. Yeah, everyone was talking about that show. Yeah, because it's weird. It's a, I can't hear you, Shem. Just say what you got to say. Rhythm and Flow. Rhythm and Flow. Thank ah, you. Rhythm, rhythm and Flow. flow. Um, it's weird, that show, because it's a, a reality sort of like, we know the format of like a singing competition show, but mm-hmm. only they, they can swear. Oh, sick. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's something you never, it's something you yeah. never see. But they do right? theirs in, in chunks they, they as do, well. They do theirs in chunks. Wow. That's yeah. smart. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what the sort of new world is going to look like, but it's looking like we're going to go back to having to wait yeah. week by week Which for shows. nobody's used to anymore. Yeah. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Hello, Sarah. Hello. Sarah. How are you guys? Sarah. <laughs> you don't remember that song, Mocha? That's nice. Huh? You don't remember that song? That's a song? Yeah. By who? I don't know. Somebody wrote a song called Sarah. Oh. Uh, how you doing, Sarah? <laughs> I'm Sounds like a Good. Uh, you wrote a this. Ratsumoka FML Fix My Life. My brother and sister are married to the same family, meaning my brother-in-law and sister-in-law are siblings. We have always had issues, but more recently, I've had issues with their younger sister, who is five years older than me. She's grown to hate me due to the fact that our nieces are more attached and comfortable with me. Very presumptuous. I've stopped going to family functions because she flat out ignores me and just seems upset with my presence. I don't know what to do because we haven't addressed the issue. So explain the brother, the siblings are married. How's that work? No. <laughs> <laughs> so both of my older brother and sister are married to her older brother and sister. Hold on here. So, so your brother and sister married a brother and sister? Yeah, pretty much. I know it's weird. <laughs> so your brother-in-law and your sister-in-law, they have a sister <laughs> who doesn't like you. Yeah, so it's become um a bit of I don't I don't want to say competition, but we do share three nieces among each other and uh the three of them are a little bit more attached to me just because the age gap is not so much. So my yeah. older niece is uh, 19, and then I have another one that's 15, and then a smaller one who is 7. She, she kind of gets upset because whenever, we, whenever I show up to a family function, my nieces kind of gravitate to me, mm-hmm. and they don't do the same with her. And she, like, she, you can tell that she kind of wants... No, but has she ever said anything? How do you know? Maybe she just doesn't like so, you. No, no, no. We went to we went to a family. We went on a family vacation. Yeah. She wanted my nieces to want to hang out with her, but you know they kind of just wanted to follow me around. Okay. No, 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 no. You're not answering the question here, though. How has the sister-in-law or your whatever she is? I don't even know what you call yeah, that yeah, woman. Yeah. The sister-in-law. How has she expressed to you that she doesn't like you? What has she said to you? Oh, so like after that vacation, we had issues on during that vacation. And after that, she just completely stopped talking to me. So she she won't say hi to me. But she's never said specifically to you, Sarah, I don't like you. 
No, no, no. So she gives it's you the just, cold shoulder and ignores you. Yeah, it's just been uh, very passive aggressive gotcha. uh, between us to the point where we just don't talk to each other. Like we'll we'll be in the same house, we'll be yeah. in the same room, and we just she won't say hi to me. I won't like. So I, me, I don't to know. Me, what to me, this do. sounds like a very manageable problem. Having mm-hmm. somebody ignore you is not the worst thing in the world. I'll tell you that. No, I know, but like, why does it bother you so of... much? Who cares if she don't like you? Then you, I mean, you already you, you have the love of the nieces, yeah. right? Do you yeah. get do you get along with your other like with your brother in law and your sister in law, your brother and sister's husband and wife? I mean, yeah, we we we're okay. But the thing is that like are, my sister in law are they aware of are they aware of this problem? Oh yeah, yeah, they're and, aware. And they're what aware. if what have they said? Nothing. I'm of two minds of this. One, you're in the clear. Uh, but I'm of two minds of this. One, I ha- I'm a big believer in regardless of family and the family dynamics and who's married to who, uh, adults should be having adult conversations, okay? And that yeah. means that if there's a problem where you feel that something is broken and needs to be fixed or there's a misunderstanding or whatever it is, instead of going off and tattling on somebody, just sit the woman down and have a conversation with her. You can both come to terms with the fact that you don't have to be best friends, but you're going to be cordial to each other. And, you know, you don't want to be walk into a situation where you feel uncomfortable and you don't want to walk into a situation where you make her feel uncomfortable. So let's Mm -hmm. figure this out as two grown women, right? The other mm-hmm. thing is, you got a brother and a sister married to a brother and a sister, and you're the younger sister, and she's the younger sister. And if the other people involved in this family dynamic see that something is going on and don't try and fix it or figure it out, they should want to. They shouldn't want the other people in the family to feel uncomfortable when everybody gets together. Okay. Yeah. They should. They should want to see if there's a solution within the family to do this. It's not their job, but they should be interested in making sure that everybody is at least comfortable in a room with each other. Now, if there's no hard feelings and there's no sort of backstabbing, and she's not stealing from you, she doesn't try and trip you when you're walking down the steps. <laughs> she, she still passes the potatoes if you say, "Hey, can you pass the potatoes?" Then you're fine. If she ignores you, who cares? Yeah, I know. It's just I've expressed to like my sister that you know I I don't want to show up to these uh, family functions anymore just because it's just so awkward. Everybody kind of there's an elephant in the room, but nobody wants to address it. But are you the only one that sees this elephant, though? No, no, everybody does. Everybody's aware. Here's what we do when we're when we're adults. Okay, is we identify the problem and we fix the problem. Yeah. Okay. So so yeah, so what I are you gonna, what yeah. are you gonna do to fix the problem? I guess I would have to talk to her. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. All right, Sarah. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on Kiss. What's going on? It's day six of November and nothing's growing. What do you mean? Is it possible with age, your hair like stops growing quickly? Well, first of all, you have to shave your beard. Right now, you just have five o'clock shadow everywhere. Yeah. Feel it. I'm not touching you. No, but feel it. No, no, more. But, but more. You, you more. Why, aren't you, why aren't you maintaining the rest of your face? Yeah. I was going to. My you, don't plan, look, you don't look like somebody who is well, my, doing Movember. No, but like my plan to was to grow like facial hair, then shave like this week and ta-da, it's there. No, you're not allowed. There's no ta-da? No, there's no ta-da. You have to keep, you have to shave everything else but the mustache regularly. You can't like grow a beard well, I started and then November shave 1st with a clean face. Yes, but what I'm saying is that you have like shadow right now yeah. on your face. You should have shaved like yesterday. This should be longer though by the 6th of November. Dude. Like I'm very concerned. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I see what you did there. No, I didn't do anything. Man. Here's what I think though. <laughs> yeah. Because the rules of November are that you are not supposed to shave at all 
for the month, right? Just I think, not your mustache. Not your you mustache. Your face. But I think you Maury, can, you can shave your face. I think Maury should just not shave at all. But that's not Movember, though. Yeah, there, there's rules, Mocha. Yeah, it's just it's not beards. Beards aren't Movember. Just mustaches. Because it has to stand out and be a billboard for the campaign. Yeah. But the problem is, is that nothing's growing on the billboard. Do you have a page? You got your Movember page all set up? Yeah. All right. Where do people find that? You can go right now to the Kiss Instagram and swipe up. And swipe up. Can someone donate? Why? There's nothing. It's zero. Oh, yeah. I'd like to help you out. I think that's great. I think, I mean, I think Movember is great if you actually take it seriously and try and yeah. raise a little bit of money and I awareness. I gave you money last and, year. And, yeah. And donate to you every else. year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. But I'm just upset that like my face is given up. <laughs> well, Maury, I would say that your face gave up way before November 1st. Of 2019, yeah. <laughs> your face saw what everything else on your body did and was like, all right, I guess me too then. <laughs> yeah, back, back in like the 90s, bro. <laughs> We're shutting down. All right. All right. I see where this is going. It's been a good life. All right, cool. Listen, man. Listen, belly. Okay. I'm not going to work so hard up here if you're going to do all that down there. You got a week. And then the face was just like, all right, screw it then. <laughs> if he's out, I, I'm out. I quit too. <laughs> and that's the lungs. They just quit. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, I love this part of the podcast. Hey, Mocha. Yes. Are you ready? Aha. Uh-huh. Let's do the news. A Roz and Mocha Show and Kiss 92.5 News Break. Did you see the story of the kid that threw a birthday party on uh, Saturday night mm-hmm. and then nobody showed up? I don't know how I feel about these stories. I'm really torn on them. You, like, you think it's fake? No. Oh, God, no. No, 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 no. I hope no. not. No, 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 no. I, I, I feel too much for these stories where parents throw a party for a kid and they invite all their friends and classmates and nobody shows up and my heart breaks because I totally. don't I don't know if it's the right thing to then immediately take it to social media and possibly put the kid through more humiliation and heartbreak. It, every now and then it works out when it goes viral. Yeah. Right? Every now and then when you post the picture of a kid in front of his cake and there's no other kids in the room and you say, my heart is breaking because I threw a party for my kid and nobody showed up, so please wish him a happy birthday. It's real great when it works and it goes viral mm-hmm. and Luke Skywalker winds up saying, happy birthday to your kid. That's awesome, but there's a lot of times that this doesn't work. I know, and but this is one of the times where it did work. I know. Uh, Jason Foster put this out on Twitter yesterday. It said, my son Cade had his 11th birthday party last night. None of his invited friends came. That hurt. I'm asking my Twitter friends to show some love. If you have a minute, please send him a birthday wish. And then tag Mitch Marner from the Leafs, Mm -hmm. John Tavares from the Leafs, and of course, at Maple Leafs. So Leafs replied, said, happy birthday, Cade. Love the cake. He had a Toronto Maple Leafs cake in the picture that his dad posted. Mitch Marner replied, Wanted to wish my friend Kate a happy 11th birthday. Your friends from the Maple Leafs have a surprise gift coming your way. And mm. then John Tavares replied, Happy 11th birthday, Kate. All your friends on the team look forward to celebrating with you. I'm hearing it's going to be quite the surprise. Awesome. Matthew replied, said, Happy birthday, Kate. Justin Trudeau said, Happy birthday. Will Arnett said, Happy birthday. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Luke Skywalker. Yes, Mark Hamill replied, Happy birthday. Chantelle Kraviasic, who I love. Yeah, she's great. She said, hi, Kate. 
I'm not a Toronto Maple Leafs, but I saw that it was your birthday and that uh, your friend's disappointed. When I was a kid once, my closest friend did have me at her birthday. I was so shocked. Sorry, didn't have me at her birthday. I was so shocked. Kids are weird sometimes. Try to forgive. Humans in general, kind of hard to figure out. Mm-hmm. You have a hashtag rad dad. So Cade was getting like tons Tons of messages. And it's awesome. And it's yeah. awesome when it works. It is. I just don't know if I encourage this, that's all. And because it, don't get me wrong, it's amazing when it works. For and sure. my heart breaks for this kid, and it's just it's just awesome. Also, uh, John Tavares, you shouldn't be on social media. Just get better, okay? <laughs> <laughs> just saying. I'm just I'm just saying. Okay? I'm just I'm just saying. It's real great and all that like he's, you know, taking part, but you know It takes one wrong move for that hand to get messed up again. Matthew's already <laughs> tweeted the kid. Okay. <laughs> Team effort. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Olivia Newton-John's outfit in Greece. Do you remember what she wore in that final scene in Greece, Mocha? I know you're a huge fan. No. You don't? I don't. You don't remember what Olivia Newton-John wore in the final the final no. scene of Greece? Really? Honestly, though? The final scene? Are you trolling? No, I swear. Or I you don't, don't remember? I have no idea. Okay. You don't remember what she was wearing? I don't. Not at all. Can I be honest? Yeah. I have never seen, like, Greece beginning to end. Hold on. Like, I've s- I know the movie. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I've seen bits and pieces. Yeah. But I've never watched the movie beginning to end. See, this is where right now in 2019, okay, half of my brain is like chastise mocha, chastise mocha, right? The other half of my brain is going, no, man, it's way too white. Way too white. Way, it is way too white to thrash somebody for never having seen Goose, okay? It's way too white, man. Okay. Don't be that white. So what's she wearing? Uh, so she, she had like this cool leather jacket on and then the, these like little black shirt. And then she had these pants. And the, the story with these pants where they were so tight, she had to be sewn into them. Hold on. Uh, what? Olivia Newton-John in the final scene of Grease. Yeah. Is wearing the exact same thing that you're wearing today? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> anyway, it was at an auction and they all sold for $405,000, okay? The jacket, just so you know, <laughs> idiots. The jacket went for $243,000. Uh, the, uh, the, the pants went for $162,500. One of the pink ladies' jackets sold for fifty grand. okay? That's the end of it. Thanks, man. Thanks for playing along. Jerk. Oh God, I missed you, bro. <laughs> You're such a jerk. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. We were talking the other day about how Olivia Newton-John's outfit from the end of Greece sold at auction and the leather jacket went for a ridiculous amount of money, but the super tight pants that Olivia Newton-John wore at the end, and the story had always been that they were so tight that she had to be sewn into them every day before they shot that final montage, the big dance scene. Much like and you, every at, day. And at the auction, shut up, man. You got that big team of... Stop it, Seamstresses. Dude. What's the matter with you? Uh, at the auction, they sold for $162,500, wow. and everybody was like, man, Man, who bought the Olivia Newton-John pants? Well, the person who bought the Olivia Newton-John pants is Sarah Blakely, who owns Spanx. (laughs) The owner of the tightest of tight just bought the tightest of tight pants? Listen, this is what I said. I go, honey, honey, I won the pants. And he's like, let's be clear, you didn't win, you paid the most. (laughs) I was like, whatever, I got the pants. (laughs) 
I've lost the audience. Here's the $162,000 question. What do you do with them? Okay, what I yes. do with them is Spanx. I'm going to frame them and hang them at Spanx because we have yeah. black faux leather leggings. They have become a cult following yes. and they're inspired off of Olivia's pants. Yeah. So, you know, she's the OG of black leggings. I had to own them as the, the Spanx founder. Leggings. Yes. And I'm also just a huge fan of hers and it was for no, charity. Wow. It's $162,000 for a pair of pants though, man. Oof. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Did you see this story where they tested everybody's water like over the last 10 years or something like that? Wow. So let me it's read you this time. headline. Is there lead in your tap water? Canada-wide investigation exposes dangerous levels of toxic metal. Hundreds of thousands of Canadians are consuming tap water laced with high levels of lead leaching from aging and deteriorating infrastructure. A year-long investigation by more than 120 journalists collected and tested results from 11 cities across Canada. Out of the 12,000 tests in 2014, one-third, 33%, exceeded the national safety guidelines mm. of five parts per million. Test results from samples taken in cities like Prince Rupert, B.C., Regina, Moose Jaw, Saskatoon, and Montreal showed lead levels comparable and in some cases beyond those of U.S. cities, I guess like Flint, that have made international headlines for their wow. tainted water. So, but hold on, but what does this do to your body? Like, it's I drink good. tap water. It's not good, man. It's Uh-oh. not good. And this ain't no joke. It's like, yeah, that's you gotta bad. have your water tested. You can buy a water testing kit, anybody. Yeah. You can buy a water testing kit at like Home Depot. Yeah. And then they'll, you just send it in and you're good to go. They'll test your water for you. I don't know what they test for, but they will test your water for you. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Seth Meyers' new stand up special on Netflix. As a feature, interactive TV is the sort of wave of the future. We know that on Netflix. Whether yeah. you like it or not, it's the sort of wave of the future. Like and uh, Bandersnatch. You like Bandersnatch. And Seth Meyers' new Netflix special is giving you the option of a skip button. So if you do so choose while watching Seth Meyers' new Netflix special, you can skip the Trump jokes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So does he start it off by saying... Donald Trump, and then you can just hit the button? I guess so, yeah. Or, or there's a countdown. Like, it'll pop up on your screen? Yeah, or maybe there's a countdown. Like Trump joke in three, two, one, you hit skip, and then you're at the end of the joke, you hear the laugh, and then he's on to the next topic. Yeah, but for me, I would feel like if I know it's a skippable moment, I need to know why that's it's a skippable whole, moment. That's the whole thing, right? I guess when you want to appeal to everybody, you allow the you allow the the sort of red base to skip past, <laughs> yeah. so they can they can just enjoy you tearing apart everybody else, <laughs> but not beloved Trump. Next thing right? you know, you get through that Seth Meyers special in like fifteen minutes. Yeah, you're like, man, it was great. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Martin Scorsese stands, says that he stands by his assessment that Marvel movies are not, quote, real cinema. So he he sort of, instead of just pawning off his criticism as a mishap on a massive global press tour, he stands by what he says. And he wrote an opinion piece for the New York Times, which explains everything and how he's feeling. And when you, when you sort of get into it, you understand where Martin Scorsese is coming from. He says that many franchise films are made by people of considerable talent and artistry. You can see it on the screen. The fact that the films themselves don't interest me in a matter of personal taste and temperament. He goes on to say that these movies are market-researched, audience-tested, vetted, modified, re 
re-vetted and re-modified until they are ready for consumption. He says that the most ominous change has happened stealthily under the cover of night, the gradual but steady elimination of risk in movies. Many films today are are perfect products manufactured for immediate consumption. So that's what he was getting at, which you can't hate on that. It's just not his thing. But does that fix things for you at all? No, leave my adventures alone. Okay. Jeez, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Eight in 10 millennials believe that they aren't good enough. Talk about an inferiority complex. Eight in 10 millennials. (laughs) Not enough with that attitude. <laughs> According to a new survey of 2,000 millennials, these are individuals between the ages of 22 and 38. Oh, that's me right there. There you go, Mocha. Uh, has revealed that some troubling statistics regarding of how young adults see themselves in comparison uh, to both their peers and older generations. An outstanding 8 in 10 flat out believe they are, quote, not good enough in virtually all areas of their lives. Furthermore, wow. three quarters of the surveyed respondents admit that they constantly feel overwhelmed by pressure to succeed in their careers, finding a uh, meaningful romantic relationship, and meet others' expectations. Stop worrying about what other people think of you. Uh, another 7 to 10 millennials say that daily chores, like going to the gym, maintaining a presence on social media, and making enough money are among the top reasons why they feel overwhelmed most of the time. We do. We do. <laughs> we do. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, during the football game, the NFL game between the Giants and the Cowboys, a cat ran onto the field. Like a cat, like a tiny little black cat ran onto the field. And Kevin Harlan, who was doing the commentary, instead of sort of saying, hey, there's a cat, he worked in the cat to the actual game. Listen to this. A black cat is running from the 20 to the near side, the 10. From the 39 in Dallas, here's a short throw down the middle, caught by Ingram. Caught at the 35, went to the 30. Now the cat running the other way. And so is Ingram at the 30 to the 25, to the 24-yard line. It's a catcher on a 15. Now the cat is stopped at the 50. They've stopped playing. The players with hands on hips are watching the cat run and zigzag all over the field. Now he's at the 5. He's walking to the 3. State troopers come on the field. And the cat runs into the end zone. That is a touchdown. And the cat is elusive, which now climbs up into the stands. And the fans are running for their lot. Now it goes back on the field again. And it runs up the tunnel. Yo, that guy, so... way, to, way to take that situation and make it so entertaining. Okay, so he did this, I think it was last year. He did the same thing. No, when was it? Tell me now. 2016. 2016, thank you. Uh, so Kevin Harlan, the commentator, the play-by-play guy, did this exact same thing in 2016 when, no, not a cat ran onto the field, but when a drunk ran onto the field. Hey, somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball in a hat and a red shirt. Now he takes off the shirt. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. He's bare-chested and banging his chest. Now he runs the opposite way. He runs at the 50. He runs at the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. The 20. They're chasing him. They're not going to get him. Waving his arms, bare-chested. Somebody stop Look that out. man. Here comes the blue coat. Oh, Kevin. they got him. Here comes coming the blue from the left. Oh, they tackle him at the 40-yard line. <laughs> Yo, this guy, he sounds like a wrestling commentator. <laughs> I love that. My uh, God! My God! This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. The telephone scam. I get five times a day people calling to ask it to clean my ducks. I had one guy just go off on me one day, too. 
Say what? Uh, just what, because you don't want it, your ducks clean? Yeah. Some you got geese instead. So the new problem is they're mimicking actual government agency phone numbers. So they're making it look like the calls are coming from legitimate government agencies and police departments. So in a lot of cases, a scammer calls the victim and tells them that they're going to get a call from the police. Then the next call that comes through will will be one of the phone numbers associated with a local police or government agency. And federal government officials are unable to say how many departments and agencies have been affected to date by the scam. Uh, but the CBC has identified at least a dozen, including uh, the Canadian Anti-Fraud Center, your local RC. CMP divisions, the Competition Bureau, and the Cybersecurity Centers, which are supposed to actually protect people against scams like this. Uh, since 2014, the Canadian Anti-Fraud Center uh, has received 78,000 reports from across Canada of scammers pretending to be representatives from Canada Revenue Agencies or Immigration, Refugee, or Citizenship Canada. The center said that 4,695 people across Canada have lost more than $16 million in the scam. I still get those calls, and they've now changed where... They'll show up. They're coming from like Hamilton or Burlington or whatever, yeah. Niagara Falls. Yeah. And when you answer, or if I listen to the voicemail, it's all Cantonese. Oh, yeah. See, you know I the get one the, from the summertime? Yeah, I get the English ones. I get the English I ones. I also get the duck cleaning ones. Yeah, yeah. They've really upped their game with Maury. They found out where he lives and they actually send him letters what? to his house from CRA with like on letterhead and everything else. Like it's it's know, really man. it's really impressive with, what they've been able to with like. With Maury's money troubles, <laughs> I believe those are actual yeah, CRA yeah. letters. <laughs> <laughs> Maury's like, no, 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 they're know, a scam. They're Maury, a scam. Maury's like, they're calling me all the time. They send me letters. Like, and they get the brown envelopes and everything. <laughs> like it's on letterhead. And I swear to God, that signature's in pen, man. I don't know how they, I, they're really good. I just throw in the garbage, but man, they're really good. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, 70-year-old Richard Gere. 70-year-old Richard Gere and his wife Alexandra, who's 36, are expecting their second child. Whoa, my, what? <laughs> 70. He's 70? 70. No. 70. No. You're... When that kid is 10 and like prime running around age, he's going to be 80 if alive. Yeah, that's... To me, that's just not right. To me, it's not right to have a kid and give the kid an 80-year-old father. Yeah. It's not cool. My opinion is that that's irresponsible. Yes. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Gloria Estefan says that she turned down Jay-Z's offer to perform at the Super Bowl. Oh, really? Yes. <gasps> I thought that was for sure a lot because I guess Jay-Z's producing the whole thing and he got uh, Shakira and J-Lo. But, Miami's uh, very own yes, so Gloria Estefan. Gloria Estefan says that she turned down the opportunity. She'd already done, uh, did the Super Bowl halftime show in 92. Do you remember that one? No. This is back before Super Bowl halftime shows were like, like big productions. Big productions. So the Super Bowl halftime show Super Bowl halftime show, Minneapolis, 1992, featuring Gloria Estefan and figure skaters Brian Boitano and Dorothy Hamill. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, so they had to set up ice on the field? I don't know what they did. (laughs) I don't know what they did, but she says this, you already have two amazing headliners. I'm really thrilled for Shakira and J-Lo. They are going to be burning up the stage because those women are hot. So she had to turn down an appearance. Wait, alongside. but does that mean then that the sound machine still can't go and be like? I don't think you can. The backup band. I don't think you can. If man. they were like, yes, finally. I don't think you can. And then Gloria was like, shut it down. Yeah. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast.
Hey, are Drake and Kylie Jenner dating? No, they can't be. Are Drake and Kylie Jenner dating? I thought her and Travis Scott were good. No. No, Drake, not. I hope that's not that's not a real story. Drake, so, you can't do that to your mans. Are you kidding me? According to people, um, Kylie has been hanging out a lot with Drake since she, she and Travis Scott split in October. Uh, a source close to them told people that Drake and Kylie have been spending time together recently. They've been friends for a long time, and Drake is close to that family. Didn't Drake have like a thing with Kim Kardashian? For like a hot minute. But still. I think. Yeah, that's it's very weird. It's so, getting very weird. Drake, you do. can't do that, bro. Come on, man. That's tough to do. I don't think the story's real. That's, 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 I don't think that the story's real. Yeah. That's your boy Travis Scott. You guys have songs together. You bring each other uh, other out on stage when you're on tour. Yeah. That you can't that's the heart wants what the heart wants, you know? I you know so what? So in order for this to happen, Drake would have done the good friends X and the sister switch. Right? That's a tough move to pull off. Yeah, all within a few years. It's a very tough move to pull off. You know what? I'm yeah. gonna say I'm I'm gonna say Drake's not that guy and no. I'm gonna say this story's not true. All right. And don't get me wrong, I like Kylie. I really I really do. I think that she I, I like where she sort of is right now. She's not too in your face about stuff and the the sort of controversial or eyebrow raising things that she, you know, gets into in the last couple of years have just been by, you know, I don't want to say by accident, but I don't they're, they're not deliberate dumb moves like a lot of other young billionaires make. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, I don't know. I don't you know. know how ridiculous that statement was know. right I there? I don't know, I don't know. She's like, out of all the out of all the 21-year-old billionaires that are out there, you know, she's probably the coolest. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Travis Scott, this according to Us Weekly, Travis Scott says, uh, the, the quote was that he, quote, harbors no ill will towards Kylie Jenner with her possible new romance with Drake. What? That's what they said. Yeah? They said that uh, Travis Scott reportedly is cool towards Kylie Jenner dating, quote, any of her friends, including Drake. Really? Yeah, that's what they said. Huh? They said the friendship took a romantic turn recently. This is uh, Kylie and Drake. After his Halloween party and then at Kendall's birthday party and all that stuff. So I don't know, man. New couple alert, new couple alert. I wonder when she's going to visit his new spot in the bridal path. Yeah, I don't know. That big old mansion he built in Toronto. Yeah. Can we just say right now that these two, their couple names should just simply be Cake? (laughs) (laughs) With a K. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> to me, that's the logical. That's Listen, the logical move. If that takes <laughs> off, please, everybody know that Roz is the one that coined that phrase for the couple. <laughs> All right, yeah, man, I am good with that. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, so Kim Kardashian, who's that again? S- says that Kanye West gave her a check for a million dollars to not model for a rival clothing brand. Huh? So there's all these fast fashion companies that are online and like Uh the day after awards shows or big fashion, like all the big fashion weeks around the world, they literally within 24 hours on their website will have all perfect knockoffs of everything that you just saw on either awards shows or fashion week or whatever. Fashion Nova is like notorious. They're probably the most 
popular brand that does this. So a company approached Kim Kardashian, who is a notorious Yeezy ripoff organization. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, hey, how about a million dollars to just model something for one Instagram post? A million bucks. Yeah. And and Kim was like, God, I can pick any of the stuff that I want. It's one post. No big deal. Million dollars. But then she had a conversation with Kanye and they realized that this would be not a good thing to do. It's not a good look to model for a Yeezy ripoff outlet when, when you were mar- married to Yeezy. To Yeezy. <laughs> you're Mrs. Yeezy. So they said no. And then I guess on Mother's Day, Kanye, as a gift, cut Kim a check for a million dollars to make up for the million dollar loss on that one Insta post. But for me, that shouldn't be part of the relationship. No, that seems kind of weird. You should just say no, right? You should yeah. just say, I'm not don't going to... En- don't even entertain the conversation. Right. You like should- somebody reaches out and says, hey, I have this Yeezy ripoff. I'd like to pay you. And then your answer I don't should- think they pitched it as I have this Yeezy ripoff. I have these clothing, this clothing line. <laughs> it may look familiar to you. Right. We know they fit. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, but I think that you should just, I don't think that there should be a financial sort of, yeah. also, I don't know what the tax implications are on that as a one-time gift between a husband and a wife. I don't know. I don't know if you can go as high as a million as a gift, as a tax-free gift. You gotta <sighs> check on that. She may have to it? claim that as income. What was that's it? That's the case. That's a dumb gift. What was it that uh, Andy Dufresne said in Shawshank when he was on the roof and that one cop, that one uh, bailiff, I don't know. Was always giving him a hard time. And he was talking about taxes and the government taking money. And then Andy (laughs) Dufresne said to him, legally, you can give your wife a gift of up to X amount of dollars and the government can't come after you for it. Yeah. Well, I am also not familiar with the IRS laws from the 40s. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you're asking a lot of me right now this early in the morning. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, rapper T.I. was on a podcast and just l- lit everything on fire. He lit the podcast on fire. He lit his life on fire. He lit Twitter on fire. Because he goes on this podcast with these two women and he talks about, in a very like hilarious way, how he still takes his 18-year-old daughter every year after her birthday to the gynecologist to make sure that she's still a virgin. Listen to this. We have yearly trips to the gynecologist to check her hymen. We'll go and the doctor will come and talk. And you know, then they come and say, okay, uh, I just want you to know there are other ways besides sex that the hymen can be broken. Bike riding, horseback riding. That's aggressive. Other forms of, of athletic physical activity. Is she an athlete? Can, no. I say, look, dog. She's not. She don't ride no horses. She don't ride no bikes. She don't play no sports, man. Just check the hymen, please. And give me back my results. My results. Wow. Yeah. No wonder. No wonder everything blew up for him yesterday. Right? Like, this is... And, and, and not in and, a good way. And you can't really hear it in that clip because there's just a lot of editing so he could get to that 
horrific point. But the two people, the two women who host that podcast, this was the most hysterical story they've ever heard. And not one of them sort of stepped in and questioned him on that. And I get it, it's your guest, and I get all that stuff. But when you listen to it, it's just three people who this is the the funniest, greatest thing that they've ever heard somebody say. And it's when you... Yo, how embarrassing for his daughter, though, too. Dude, the whole thing is just so... I don't, and he hasn't said anything about it yet. Huh? I don't think so. I just don't know how you get to that point. I don't know how you become that person. I really don't. It's just wild to me. Wild. Rawls and Mocha Q&A. Every week on Instagram, we post a picture that reads Ask Raza Mocha. That's where you fill up the comment section with uh, all of your questions. And we'll try to burn through as many as we can right now. All right, yo, is for real your name Shields? Yeah, that's right. S H I E L D S Shields. Yep. Okay. Hold huh. on. How how old are you? I'm 14. You a boy or girl? I'm a boy. Okay. So listen, is Shields it's... short for something? Nope. That's just my last name. Oh. Oh. oh gotcha. Your last name is Shields. Yeah. What's your first name? My first name is Ben. Ben. Oh. It's hard to tell with 14 year olds. So your question is this, Ben. How old were you when you had your first kiss? Why Why are you interested in this? Have you had your first kiss yet? No, I, unfortunately, I have not. <laughs> unfortunately. You got lots of time, buddy. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't worry about that. Jeez. Um, Is wow. this something that you talk about with your friends, Ben? Uh, yeah, it actually does. It does. Oh, okay. And what do they? What do you and your friends talk about? Uh, I don't know. Mostly, I well, when we're at school, mostly just video games. Sometimes girls, and sometimes just school. Okay, but no, no. But when you talk about like something like a first kiss, how, what is the conversation that you guys that you guys have? Like, are you nervous about it? Are you like, well, what's how does the, how do those conversations go? Oh well, most of my friends are constant. So like, I don't know. They sometimes tell me how. Like, who made the first move or how it went. Yeah. It's tough, man. It's tough. That first kiss, you really have to be... You got to make sure... Like, you have to really, really make sure that both of you want the exact same thing at the exact same time. Because that first kiss is such a big gamble, whether it's you going in for it or it's her going in for it. And what makes the first kiss magical is when it just happens, right? It's like lightning. It's incredible. What makes the first kiss awkward is when you start having a conversation about whether or not you're going to kiss. Yeah. Right? Because at that point, it's either no or let's just hurry up and do it. Yeah. It because is, you're talking about it so much. I know. Or it's on a dare and you're like, well, you're in a closet and there's like a whole bunch of people listening at a door, but you have to make sure. So however you sort of, you know, negotiate this with whoever's going to be your first kiss, you have to make sure that uh, she wants it as much as you want it. You know what I mean? If they're like, she's, yeah. she's got to be in the right headspace. You got to be in the right headspace and you got to, you know, kind of both be right there uh, on, the, on the same wavelength. Otherwise it's, otherwise it's just not good. All right. So, <laughs> To answer uh, Ben's question, Ross, we'll start with you. How old were you when you had your first kiss? Like my first real kiss or like my first kid kiss? Like my first real kiss? Yes. Like French? Yes. You Uh, know what that is, right, Ben? French? Yeah, of course. Of course he does. Oh, sorry. Um, Stud? (laughs) (laughs) I think I first Frenched a girl when I was maybe 11. Really? 10 or 11. Yeah. Like How long I, did it last? What's that? How long did it last? How long did what last? The Frenching? Yeah. Um Yeah, not that long. I don't I don't it was like certain, a whole 30 seconds? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, but I didn't really know. Like we didn't really know. Like 10 yeah, I would say 10 10 maybe 11 years old. Yeah. Maybe 11 years old I Frenched. My very first kiss, like yeah. first first kiss 
yeah. was kindergarten. I was four years old. I had one of those, like a tiny yeah. little whatever. But yeah. like serious kiss with tongue and everything. Yeah, Frenching, yeah. That was uh, eight years old. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. eight years old. I was yeah. in grade three. Yeah. And every single day after school, me and this girl would go at the back of the school by the gym, yeah. by the, the doors to the gym. Yeah. Maury? Wow. Uh, well, I learned how to kiss at overnight Jew camp where one guy had walked a girl back to her cabin yeah. and then came back and we all gathered around his bunk bed and he taught us how to do it and what it was like. How did he teach you how to kiss? Like with his hands, right? Oh. Um, but my first kiss was with my one other boyfriend, Justin, when I was 18. 18? And we you, were in the shower. Let me we tell, were in the bath. Let me tell you something, Maury. By the time I was 18, I probably had two dozen pregnancy scares with women. <laughs> But I remember we were sitting, sitting. Are you in a bath kissing? Yeah. First time. Yeah. We were sitting on the 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 inside the bath. Yeah. With the shower pouring down on us. It clothed or not clothed? Like in like our underwear. Okay. Like our my, our hands were on each other's <laughs> upper thighs and yeah. we were looking at each other, giggling. Right. And Madonna's rain was playing, and we like. <laughs> Went in for it. Wow. Okay, but so, you both knew what you were going to do, right? It was the like, moment. It wasn't like his, a shock to His mom went out to like the, the drugstore, so we had half an hour. Right. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you got to take those moments, though. Yeah, it's tough when you're 14, though, uh, Shields. It's really tough. Yeah. Yeah, but I would say this. Just don't don't rush it. You know, there's no, it's not a race. Um, yep. You know, I just need to find the right person. I would concentrate, being 14, I would concentrate on building actual human relationships as opposed to, uh, you know, DMing somebody that you maybe go to school with or, you know, having those conversations over text or, or through Instagram or through DMs or whatever it is. Try, try and avoid that as much as you can because what winds up happening is you're going to build a closeness with somebody and that closeness is going to live you know, only sort of through the device. You guys are going to be really, really great with each other through DMs. And then when you see each other in real life, it's going to feel awkward. And you're maybe going to think that, oh, that didn't go so well. And then as soon as you guys separate, you're going to start DMing each other again. And you're going to realize that that's the best part of the relationship. So don't go down that road where you start building these connections with people uh, through DMs and through texts. Try and do the majority of the connecting that you have and the steps forward that you have with a person in real life. That was a lot. Okay, that's actually really good advice. Thank you. Yeah, you got it. All right, it, Ben. Thanks so much for your question, bro. Thank you for answering it. Yeah, later. <laughs> Bye. Ashley Langley asks this question. Where would you like to take your next vacation? Oh, jeez. Well, we should probably skip over you, Roz. <sighs> Why? Because you hate vacation. I do hate vacation. Like you hate, sorry, let me rephrase that. You hate traveling places. Yeah, but I do love Mexico though. Mm -hmm. I would always go to Mexico. I will always, yeah, I will always go to, I will always go to Mexico. I have never not had a fantastic time in Mexico. So I would say if if I am going to go away somewhere, it will most likely be Mexico. Mexico. Yeah, but Uh, I don't, but I hate traveling. I just, I don't enjoy the process of it. Like Catherine, now that Roxy's getting older, you know, they're talking about, like Catherine's talking about going to, you know, on a safari in Africa and Ooh. just doing all this stuff and going to Paris and everything. And you're like, I, send me a postcard? I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I can't fly to Take Africa. Time me when you get there. You know what I mean? Like me in Tanzania, I'm going to be like, here's my thing. And I know yeah. what's going to happen is I will ruin the vacation for both of them. 
because I'm so just underwhelmed by everything that I wind up making it inadvertently not fun for everyone. Like yeah. we will land in Africa. We're going to like get our bags. We're going to jump in a Jeep. We're going to check into like whatever lodge spa thing there is. We're going to go out in the morning and we're going to see an elephant and I'm going to be blown away and I'm going to be like, oh my God, that thing is so magical and so beautiful. How can anybody ever think about killing something like that? And then uh, we're going to go back to the hotel and I'm going to be done with everything. Yeah. What time? In what, one day. What time are we heading? What, what time are we heading back to the airport? Yeah. I'm going to be done with everything and in Catherine one day. Like, uh, in like 12 days, we're yeah, heading to the airport. Yeah, we're going to do a hot air balloon and then we're going to camp in the gym. <laughs> no, we're not doing that, right? Like, I just don't, I don't like that stuff. And, and you know, even going to someplace as magical as Paris or something like this, I don't want to go to a museum. Uh-huh. I don't want to go to an art gallery, right? Maybe I want to go to a restaurant. Yeah, but, but you know, if they don't have exactly what I like, I won't like it. And you don't like a lot of things anyway. And I don't like a lot of things, <laughs> right? And and in a hotel, and in a hotel, Catherine's like, well, listen, these trips don't have to cost a lot because I don't care where we stay. And then I go, but I really care where we stay. <laughs> yeah. Right? So then you just end up staying home. So that I'm fine to stay home. Yeah. Right? Like it's just, so the idea, I, that's why I like traveling for work. Mm-hmm. I've been all over the world for work. I like it. I go there. I have a purpose to be there. Nobody wants to drag me around to do touristy things. And if I actually am not enjoying myself, it's understandable because I am there for work. Yeah. Right? Also, when you travel for work, you're only there like what, two, maybe three maybe days three tops? Days. Which, all, which is all I need. Yeah. Which is which all. Is, which is anybody who says that they need to go somewhere for longer than a week is lying. Well, I mean, no, no, you don't. There's nowhere in the world that you would need to go to longer than a week. Nowhere in the world. Damn it, Maury. Uh, we want to go for two weeks to Portugal next Boring. summer. No, I'm kidding. You already, <laughs> you already went to Portugal, though. I know. We wanted to go back to Portugal. It, we love it, the mainland. And we on our bucket list is London. We want to go to London so badly. And I would do anything to take Matthew to Israel. But Have you ever go. been to London? No. You've never been to London? No. Have you personally or just not the two of you? No, me personally, you've I've never, never been to you've London. You've never been to London. Oh, you would yeah. love London. Oh, yeah. I know. And the art galleries are free. Sure. I don't, I wouldn't even know. <laughs> and, and even if you were to go, you'd be so bored. Yeah, I would be so bored in an art. I'm so bored in an art gallery. I really, I. You can, the and, Tate Modern, you can look at some Warhols. Oh God, please. I can look here. Watch right now. No, but you can't go up close to them and see the the paint strokes. Sure he can. It's called zoom in on your computer screen. But who cares? That's like saying I'm not a hockey fan because I like to watch it on television. I like to go see it live. Well, no, I think that's different. Why is it different? What is there to look up close at? Their pores? What do you mean? No, like I don't like watching hockey live. I like watching it on television. I don't need to see an Andy Warhol with my own eyes when I can just Google it. Oh, but I like standing next to it and for a moment pretending I own it. Well, that's like next level behavior. I'm not even going to have that conversation. That's for a future podcast episode on its own. Uh, Mocha, you feel what about traveling? How are you with traveling? Oh, dude, I love love traveling. traveling. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Love, love, love. Now, are you fortunate enough to have uh, a partner in Jenna that also likes traveling? Loves. She does. And here's the thing. We are both the exact same type of traveler right. where whatever the destination is we like to have a mix of relaxation yeah. but also busy ourselves with doing stuff in and around the city that we're in right yeah you're do you lucky. build like an itinerary we build an itinerary um we have like a loose itinerary like these we, are like yeah. the kind of things that we would like to do if we don't get to it because something else happens or we find something else cooler to do. Yeah. We'll go and do that. But Italy, mainly because of the food. Yeah. No, you're right. Italy does. I took my, my brother and I went to Rome 
one summer in August and it was just gorgeous. It was a, it was magical. The food was incredible. Just walking around was wonderful. We went to, uh, what's that place called? What's that thing called? In, uh, in The Leaning Tower of Pizza. No, in Rome. What's that? Oh, the Vatican. We went to... <laughs> We went to the uh, yeah. we went to the Vatican. I was so bored. Were you really <laughs> so bored? Like, there's so uh, much to look at, though. I was so bored. Like, you don't have to be religious, which nah. you're not. I get that. Nah, you know what I thought was cool? The first time I saw like a group of little tiny nuns walking by, like at like like, and I was like, oh my god, look at the little tiny nuns, right? But you and, can see that here at the set of the Handmaid's and, Tale. And then and then I and then I just keep walking. And there's like another little tiny. But you didn't group like of look nuns. around and like see the the the. There's, architectural no, design because, yeah, and, and like it's fine the, the it's fine it's fine but here's what i don't like when you go to those places there's too many rules right but like, what too, do you want to do like there's you too many si- rules you want to sign your name on the wall no it's not that i don't want to take a picture of the sistine chapel it's not like it's it's not like I, I i want to but when you go in they're like if you get caught taking a picture of the sistine chapel well you'll be removed and I'm like, God, enough with the rules, man. Yeah. Don't tell me what to do. I'm on vacation. Don't tell me what to do. I'm on vacation. Also, with Catherine, I don't mean to make it seem like Catherine and I are compatible together because <laughs> we really we really are. But there's one type of vacation that I actually don't mind, which is just going and unplugging and lying on a beach and just chilling out. Oh, and, my favorite. Right? I Guess can't do that. The one thing Catherine hates doing, the one thing she hates doing. Really? Beach vacations. Hates really? it. Hates it. Bored. She's so bored. She has to be busy she all has the to, time. She's got to be busy herself. Oh, so now no when we way. look at beach vacations, we have to look at all these other activities that go along. <laughs> My dad wanted us to go to a resort for our honeymoon, and I, I wouldn't do it. Why? Because, and if I, Matthew actually answered for me, that Maury wouldn't like that. I just can't imagine sitting by a pool and not going to learn something, not going to do a museum, or not going and checking out but you, things. But you go to, you don't go to, listen, you don't go to Mexico to learn stuff. Yeah. You know? Like you don't go to a resort town to learn stuff. You, you go know? to lay on the beach and get drunk, yeah, which I yeah. would be bored out of my mind. Right? Because you don't you don't party though. No. Right. That's no. the thing. See, I party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh right. yeah. Party. <laughs> I'm asleep by nine when we go on vacation. <laughs> Seriously, sleep by nine. Oh man, you're so fun. Uh, Claire asks this: Do you have any phobias? Electricity. Like a phobia. What do you mean? What do you mean, do you mean electricity? Like getting electrocuted? Like I won't plug things in if there's a lamp plug that's dangling out of its hole. Like I'll somebody will have to put it back into the hole for me. What do you call like an electrician for that? No, I'll be like, Matthew, plug that back in, or just because there's one time my dad got electrocuted and his pants fell down, so now I can never. Excuse me. He was hanging a a, a ceiling fan, yeah. and he heard the zzz, and then his pants fell down. How did his pants fall down? <laughs> like in a cartoon? Are you sure like, it's not? You're not remembering was, like an episode of a cartoon no, that you watched back in the day? He was standing on the dining room table, and I guess he put the wires to wherever the wires go. Yeah. And he heard it z- now, where were you? You were standing where? Facing his front or facing his back? Facing his back. Okay. <laughs> so it's because of your dad's ass that you're afraid of electricity? <laughs> I'm afraid of electricity. Okay. You think plugging in these, you associate with plugging in a lamp as seeing your father's, your <laughs> pants, fa- fall your father's pants fall down. <laughs> it's interesting. Come on, I can't be alone here. That, it's so funny that something like that can be a trigger. You know what I mean? <laughs> I've never met anybody who like... You know, plugging, like charging your phone brings back, you know, as a trigger for that time your your, oh. your father's pants fell down. Oh, and the woods. The woods. 
Like if I well, go camping with them, afraid you, of <laughs> How many times are you near the woods that you're I, so scared of them? Like I, if we're at the we like you the, live in a in a condo. I know in the city. If we go to the Toronto Island or something and the sun goes down, the I'm Toronto little, Island. <laughs> Scared of the nighttime woods. A population of five? <laughs> like what woods on the Toronto Island? <laughs> the woods. Like if, when a few trees are together, that's woods. That's like a suburb, man. <laughs> like that's interesting. It's so funny that you are afraid of electricity because the obvious solution to that would be just go and live off the grid somewhere in the middle of nowhere. But you're too but, scared. But you're too scared. <laughs> I don't know if I have any phobias, to be honest with like you. Like an actual phobia. Like yeah. I don't have any actual no, phobias. No, me neither. That's, I'm not like scared, scared of something that I, I, it affects my life. No, because I always look at phobias as a sign of weakness. Oh, uh, what about the phobia of under the water? The phobia of under the water. Like when you go swimming in the ocean or something like that, the fear of what's below you. Right. Because right. it's so dark down there. But I do know a lot. I've met a lot of people in my life that will not go in any sort of natural body of water. Whether, Why? Whether it be a lake or an ocean. Going or, yeah, they'll go in a pool. Yeah. Yeah, they'll go in a pool. But they won't go in any sort of natural body of water. Things because there, things, live uh, things live there. Things live there, right? Who wants that? Seaweed and like... Fish and God. Oh, I will say I hate, yeah. absolutely hate when if I'm on the beach, get into the water first couple of steps yeah. and like seaweed starts getting tangled in my toes. You know I what? Really? Oh, gross. No? Disgusting. Well, yeah, you hate I, that. Oh, I hate it. Yeah. Oh, what about the fear of having people sit behind you? Excuse me. Like if we go to a restaurant or something like that, I, I don't like when people are sitting behind me. I like to sit against a wall. Right. Facing I don't outwards. know if that's a... Fear. It's not a phobia, though. Is that not a phobia? No, no it's, it's not, not a, a phobia. phobia. No, I don't know if I have any... I don't really have any Thunder? phobias. Thunder? <laughs> <laughs> Again, this will be for a, another episode of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Separate one yeah. on its own. Yeah. Uh, Tixiana, who we love, uh, she listens Thank to the radio you. show all the time. She listens to our podcast all the time. She's left us a, a couple of reviews on Apple Podcasts and asks questions in Ask Razamoka almost on a weekly basis. If you could only choose one thing to eat for the rest of your life, what would you choose? It's a tough, it's, that's a tough call. It's like ranking your top foods, right? Yeah. Like ranking your top three. And does it have to be one thing or can it be the meal? Like if I say, if I say, you know, steak frites, is that one thing or is that two things? two things? See, I was going to say, fries. I took it as it being like a full meal. Like a full because meal. Because my answer is always going to be the same. But she didn't say meal. She said one thing to eat. Spaghetti yeah. with meat sauce and veal parm on the side. That's, 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 like that's like too meals. many things. That's too, that's many, too many things. things. I got to cut too many things. Okay, what if it's just spaghetti with meat sauce? That's fine. That's a me- that's one I thing. I would say that's one thing. Yeah. Yeah. Would that be one thing? Yeah. Then it's going to be that spaghetti with meat sauce. Interesting. Maybe be truffle mac and cheese. Oh, you would stink always. <laughs> More than now? <laughs> well, uh, I'm going to go with, if I had to, I'm going with Pizza. Chi- chicken wings. Oh, chicken wings. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. And if I had an, if I had it like an, a never ending supply of freshly crisp, deep fried chicken wings. <gasps> Like a uh, chicken I would, wings vending machine. Yeah, no, I would just be, I would be happy. Cheeseburgers, I love, really love cheeseburgers. Pizza, man, eh, it's fine. Pizza's not in my top three, though. No, huh? no, 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 no. Definitely wings, definitely burgers, definitely. Yeah, burgers. Um, burgers would be number two on my list. Yeah, I would always go pasta one, burgers two, and then maybe steak three. Steak is, yeah, I like steak. No, for me, I eat more chicken than I eat anything else. Though. Truffle yeah. mac and cheese, popcorn and pierogies. 
Truffle mac and cheese, popcorn and pierogi. How much popcorn do you eat? Oh, I eat popcorn all the time. Really? Because like, I just sit home? in front of the TV and I just either I have bags of smart food. I just go to get smart oh, food. Oh, smart food. That's different than popcorn. But if smart I go to the food's movies, a whole I'll, other I'll thing. The movie theater popcorn, but smart food is the closest thing to movie. You know, popcorn. I would like smart food if there was somebody on the couch who would lick all that stuff off my hands for me. What time do you need me there? Because that's the part of smart food that I don't like. But you because you is can't, all the dust. It's the dust because fingers? it cakes yeah. on. Because the worst thing you can do with smart food is actually lick your fingers because as soon as you put even a, a moist finger back in that bag, yeah. okay, it comes out caked more than it did before it went in. But you just get the plain um, smart food popcorn. What do you mean? But then like that, the one without what's anything the point, on then? it. That's a, just regular popcorn. What, Might as well just make it at home. What are you talking about? Like eat the, the non-white cheese popcorn? Yeah. Oh, hell no. Why would I ever do that? Yeah, that no, seems no, no, to no. me like a waste. Smart food is popcorn with the white cheese sauce on it. Yeah. Or the white you, cheese dust If you dust don't have the white it. cheese, then you solved your problem. I wouldn't eat that though. Yeah, that's because that, that's not smart food. I love any of the flavored smart foods. Yeah, stuff. or yeah. the Buddha bowl avocado popcorn. Excuse me, it's available. too much. No, too what much. is that? Buddha bowl avocado. It's popcorn? It's like made with avocado oil. It comes in a bag. Oh no, yeah. no, I no, I, I like straight up movie theater popcorn, or yeah. I like smart food. The the cheesy smart. You food, know you can though. Uber eats from the movie theater now. Yeah, that's crazy. I know somebody who does that. Seriously? Yeah, they order the nachos with one side of cheese off what? Uber Eats. Is it your girlfriend? No, no, and it probably costs from them the like movie theater thirty dollars from Cineplex Odeon. It shows up on Uber Eats all the time. Yeah, there's a desk downstairs now at the. No, I know you the can theater. do that, yeah. but yeah. like, yeah, you can get nachos from the concession. Yes. From yeah. No, but you can get like great nachos from anywhere else in the city. But some people like the movie it's, theater it's nachos. The movie theater nachos and the movie theater nacho sauce. I just find that the movie like. theater Melted nachos, cheese. sometimes they're not as, like you may get a bad batch where it's not as crunchy as yeah, crispy. Yeah, sometimes they suck. Yeah, absolutely. Right. But people still Uber Eats movie theater. Uh, I food. wonder if any, like, we like, have like. Twizzlers people... and nachos. Could you imagine how much that would cost? Oh. Movie theater prices Ridiculous. on top of Uber Eats? Yeah. You're like $30 for popcorn. Kushik asks, what's one thing that your parents didn't let you do that other parents let their kids do? But... I know when I was growing up, there was a kid uh, that lived next door, Steven, and his dad would let him back the car out of the driveway <laughs> onto the one. street. Good one. Right? We didn't live on a busy street. Yeah. And I used to always ask my dad, but my dad had like one of them big brown Gran Torinos. <laughs> yeah. And he was just like, absolutely not. Right. Absolutely not. Yeah. And I always wanted to just back the car out of the Oh, driveway. because that was just the coolest thing when you were a kid yeah. was the old man letting you drive the car and, a little bit and, and back it out of the drive. Steven used to show off, yeah. right? He would do the move where his yeah. left hand on the steering wheel, the right hand over the back of the passenger seat. Right. And you turn your head and you're looking back as you're, as you're reversing. Right. He used to show off like that. I'm like... Steven, I can do the same thing, bro. Yeah. We never went on vacation when I was a kid. At all? No. Really? No. One time we went to like Why? a resort in Aurelia. A uh, couple of different reasons. One, because money. Because you, tra you hate traveling. Because I hate Maybe traveling. Maybe that's why you hate traveling. I, I think so. Um, no, one, we went to like a resort one time, but we used to do, we did a, like a lot of fun stuff. Like I had a very fun, fulfilled childhood. Yeah. But we never went on, we never went on like a family vacation anywhere. A any, like growing up, I never went on. You didn't do like the typical March break in Florida? I, no, no, no. We never went to America. Like, we never went anywhere. Oh. Not even Buffalo? No, no, no. Because it was weird because my old man, and I found this out years later, um, my old man was in Vietnam, right? Mm -hmm. And so what happened was is he got stop-loss twice, I think, which means that um, you 
you finish a tour and then they all but force you to go back and do another tour. Mm. And he didn't want to. And he had finished two tours and they wanted him to go back for a third. And so what happened was, is that his mom and dad at the time were living in Montreal. And so he got, they were, he went back and he was stationed on leave in California and he left California. I think the story goes, and he came up to Montreal to see his mom and dad and he never went back. Is that like a draft dodger? No, no. Really? Screw you. He went AWOL. There's a difference. Draft dodgers never fought. Oh. Um, So he went AWOL. Yeah. And so what happened was- So is he crossed back over the border? See, here's the thing, okay, is that the problem always was this, is that when George W. Bush, uh, sorry, George H.W. Bush, when Bush Sr. was Mm -hmm. in office- if you remember, he at that time, because at that time, draft dodgers, Canada was full of draft dodgers, right? People who came to Canada to escape going to Vietnam. Mm-hmm. And George Herbert Walker Bush um, provided amnesty for the draft dodgers, meaning that you could now, as an American who, who came to Canada to escape the Vietnam War, uh, you could now freely go back to America without facing any persecution. But the problem was is that my dad wasn't a draft dodger, so he actually went to Vietnam, did two tours, but then went AWOL. And when you go AWOL, it's not regular civilian law that you deal with, it's military law. So even uh. after all the draft dodgers were given amnesty, if my dad went to try and cross the border, he could have been arrested and thrown in a military prison. Right. Right. Because at and that then, point, you're not dealing with the government. government yes, You're dealing correct. with the military. So people who never fought wow. were free to go back. The people who fought and then went AWOL could never go back. Wait, so your dad is American? My dad is American, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so we could, so I never went, like everybody else, like the, the March break trip to Florida yeah. or like, you know, going to Vermont to go skiing or the day trip to Buffalo. We never did any so of did that when I was a kid. your mom know? Your mom knew? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. But, I mean, you guys could have yeah. traveled without, he could have just stayed at home. Well, no, but then what are you going to do? Like, <laughs> yes, just saying, right? there were like, what are you, Yeah, what are you going to do? So what was the explanation? Like, would you and your brother ask like, hey, can we go to? Yeah, I was like, why know? don't we go to Disneyland? And what they was were like, their answer? Your father would get arrested if we try and go across the border. Oh, okay. So they were honest with you. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah, Otto, fully, yeah, oh, fully honest. Dude, I love your dad so much. <laughs> yeah, fully, yeah, they were fully honest. And I was like, okay, well, that sucks. I guess we're not going to Florida. But I had all these friends, like I'm sure everybody did, where they, all, they all went to Florida for oh, you. Oh, yeah. Like, Disney. I, Disney. Beach and, oh, and screw and you. <laughs> screw you. Yeah, I went to Disneyland for the first time uh, three years ago when we took Roxy. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was the first that was the first time. And guess what it was? A work trip. <laughs> Honestly, you know what I thought you were gonna say? I didn't think you were gonna say that. I yeah. thought you were gonna say it was boring. Oh, oh, so boring. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a work trip. Damn more, do you have an answer for this? Well, just my yeah. dad would never let me drink like a beer. Like he right. would always drink the beer and then leave a little bit at the bottom and Ew. just he wouldn't be like, give you first sip. No, Ew. he would give me the end and he'd be like, he'd be say he would say, "Daddy's finished with his beer. Here you go." Right. Oh, that's the line he would use on you too. <laughs> Daddy's finished with his beer. Here you go. <laughs> That, that's like that's like finishing a chicken wing eighty percent and then and then and then giving you the no. bone to suck. Yeah, that's right. Uh, like his so mouth me, was already all over it. That wasn't and, beer. That was all backwash. No, yeah. to, beer, to me, beer was always like I hated beer because I always just assume it was always warm and gross. Right. Like, see, I wouldn't drink beer either if the thought of beer to me tasted like my father's mouth. <laughs> Daddy's finished. Right. <laughs>
<laughs> Daddy's finished. Here you go. <laughs> That's so gross. All right. Uh, Robin has so this gross. question for us. I'm listening to the podcast right now where yeah. Ross says that he wants more tattoos, uh, uh, but is yeah. over, quote, sleeves. What do you guys think of women with tattoos? And do your wives slash girlfriends have any? Yeah, Catherine's got a bunch of tattoos. To be honest with you, when you're with somebody who has tattoos, after a while, you don't even notice them. Yeah. I don't even notice Catherine's tattoos anymore. I really don't. Where does I, she have them? She's got them on her feet. She's got them on her hips. She's got them on her arms. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have um, seen them on her feet. She's got them on her hand. Yeah, she's got, she got a bunch of little tattoos. I like I like many little tattoos as opposed to one big giant Because piece. both yeah. of you have tattoos, does Roxy want one? She's never, never even mentioned it. She never even mentioned it. I love tattoos. Yeah, so do I. I, love I like neck, yeah. ta- neck tattoos on a guy are the hottest thing. Really? Oh. Geez. Do you think you can convince Matthew to get one? I, well, I keep trying to get one where it's half an M on his thumb and half an M on my thumb. So when we hold hands, it becomes one M. Right. But he doesn't want to do it. No. But oh, if he got tattoo. a neck tattoo, I would fall in love what with it. What kind him. of neck tattoo? Like in the front or off to the like side? All, all along the whole front and sides, even any design. I just see that on like wrestlers and stuff. Really? Mm. Like a, like some sort of like Central American <laughs> gang member? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Right? Like, a, like what's that thing called? Not MI6, like, M- like MS38 or what the hell is that gang called? <laughs> oh, oh, the one in Mexico? No, nah, they're in there all over Southern California. The M- cartel? MS, MS18. What are they called, Shem? MS13. MS13, where they hack each other apart with machetes. Yeah, MS-13. Yeah. Oh, that's so I funny. take all that back, by the way, if anybody's yeah. listening right now as part of a gang, okay? Love you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mess around with gangs, man. Huge fan. Huge fan. <laughs> love the artwork on your yeah, neck. Yeah, love it. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. <laughs> no, I love tattoos. I know yeah. my wife is... Uh, does she have any? She has Gen- none. She does not. But we are uh, talking about getting getting some. Yeah. Not matching, but like she wants she wants Something. a couple now. Yeah. Just do, do yeah. yourself a favor. Don't just Google and go with the first image you see. Oh, hell no. Just walk in and point something on the wall. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Who cares? Can I please get that porky pig right yes, there? Yes, that's all mine I was, need. I Google imaged it and I went with a microphone and I regret not you know doing a little bit more research. Your tattoo is yeah. dumb. Yeah, though. your tattoo and I, and looks I don't, like a lamp. I, yeah, and I don't mean to like to <laughs> hurt your feelings, to deliberately hurt your feelings, but your tattoo, Maury, is dumb. Like there's a there's a lot of variations of a microphone tattoo that you could have got. You picked the one version of a microphone <laughs> that nobody even knows what that is, and it looks Let like a lamp. It was the, the, when I got this tattoo, the first person I showed it to said, "Why do you have a lamp?" Yes, it looks just like a lamp. Mm-hmm. Like why didn't you just get a regular microphone tattoo? on you. I don't know, I googled and this one on Google image, this looked great, but this is what came out. But that doesn't even look like Wait, a, what kind of microphone Did is you that? just take the, the image to the I tattoo shop it. Yeah, and then just meet with any tattoo artist and say I want I was in this? Kitchener and I went to the one tattoo place in Kitchener. I said, can you do this? And the guy's like, okay. Right. So you did it right then and there? Yeah. It wasn't like you like looked at the artist's portfolio no. and see previous work no. and like no he was packing up for the day and he like sort of had to take his coat off and was super like, right, weird and down. to me it, it's huh. pointing the wrong way well no it's pointing towards my mouth no but tattoos shouldn't point like that tattoos should always work away like if you got wings tattooed on you the wings should always be right, going but this is going in case away. i want to speak into my microphone you're gonna talk into your, into your, your shoulder your, your shoulder tattoo microphone that's such a <laughs> stupid it doesn't even say anything it's not even you you put like you know like maury radio or anything like, like on like, air like on air yeah, yeah like it's just a dumb microphone right yeah are you proud of that like when no you, i hate it you hate it yeah. you should it, cover it up and with all what with a bigger microphone? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what you should do. You know what you should do. You should tell Matthew you're covering it up, and you should get a giant, shitty looking speaker tattooed over top of your your awful looking microphone uh, tattoo. <laughs> full sleeve. 
Uh, let's Why don't you get here. it removed? It hurts a lot, though. Well, I know yeah, people those, that have that got pain, tattoos. It's yeah. a lot of pain. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's not a little tattoo. Is that the only tattoo you have? Yeah, it is. So the first tattoo you got is that's a big tattoo, man. That's like your whole shoulder. Well, I wanted to make sure people could see it. Oh, of course. <laughs> so you put it <laughs> just <laughs> above where a short sleeve shirt would go. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> so all those cutoffs you wear? <laughs> yeah, like throughout the year. Right? You know what's funny is I don't know why you would do something that would make you in a tank top more shocking. <laughs> Like, why would you give people one extra reason to laugh at you shirtless? <laughs> All right. As we continue, um, Celeste Bianca has like three questions here. Oh, geez. Um, let's go. Okay. In your opinion, what do you believe is the most important part about being a parent? Meaning, what is the most important thing a parent can do for their child? Be more specific than saying unconditional love. Mm. Wow. That is such a broad question, Celeste. That is such a broad question. Yeah, Agnes, I will say this. One, the, the most important thing you can be as a parent is to just be present. Mm-hmm. Um, kids don't want, kids want all sorts of stuff. Like they want gear and they want toys and everything else. But the, the, the one thing that kids just want more than anything else is they just want to kick it with you. They just want to hang out with you. They just want your time and, that, and that's it. And then I would say, listen. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I mean listen, I, I don't mean to just what they say, but just like listen to them in their little lives. And what winds up happening is you, because you're with them all the time, you miss their milestones. But I don't mean like the milestones of like learning to walk and you can wipe your own butt now, but you miss their sort of small things of independence. Sure. And what you want to do is just recognize those little moments of, you know, independent milestones where they become a little bit more independent, a little bit more self-assured and encourage those more as opposed to just letting it all just be a part of growing up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Does that mean like standing at their door and listening when they're having like a play party with their imaginary friends? What? Like you're saying, listening to their, like, you know, listening to what they are saying. How did you get that from what I just said? (laughs) Dad's mouth beer again, right? (laughs) (laughs) Were you drinking your dad's leftovers before the show today, man? Oh, God. Uh, Mocha? No, you know, to go along with what you were saying, just (laughs) the other day, like two days ago, we were at home. Cruz came home from school. He's two and a half now. And on his own, he took off his jacket, mm-hmm. sat on the floor, took off his shoes, yeah. just dropped everything on the floor and then went on his way yeah. into the house. Yeah. And Jenna and I were standing there like, oh my God, we we're celebrating like, oh my God, he took his shoes off for the very first time like that we saw. Yeah. He didn't need our help taking off his jacket. Yeah. And then the other day, I think it was after his bath before bed, like he put his own pajama pants on. Yeah. Where we usually put his his yes. PJ pants, and he wanted to do it, and we just sat there and we yeah. watched him do it, and we like high five and celebrated because yeah. we'd never seen that before, yeah. and it made us so proud. And it, and it does, and it's stuff. So it's stuff like that. It's and those are two sort of those are really actually fantastic examples because what winds what winds up happening is. Again, you get so blown away by those things, right? Like, oh my God, he took his shoes off and he took his coat off for the first time. But for me, it's at that moment of where I recognize the independence, yeah. where I'm like, oh my God, you took your shoes off for the first time. You took your coat off for the first time. Now, let me show you where they go. Oh yeah, we're still working on that. Right? <laughs> but, you know, but you know what I mean? Me, we are still working on that. Because if they're capable of doing that, they're capable of yes. doing the next. Yes. Right? That's the next and, project. And so that, that's the next project. And it's, oh my God, it's so amazing that you put your jammy bottoms on, but those clothes on the floor right there actually go in the hamper. Yeah. Does Cruz right? pee pee and poo poo on his own? 
No, not yet, but we are, he's Ooh, learning. Also, don't say it like that. <laughs> that is, <laughs> why, why would you? Why, most it's humans fine. call it toilet trained, right? Yeah, you know fine. what I mean? Whatever. <laughs> I, I know what we're dealing with in this room, Russ. Uh, but the other thing, you know, is. Does he have a potty? He does. We he have does. one in Multiples? the living room. Yeah. We have. One in his room, yeah. and then the, he's got like a. I remember the customized the, seat, not customized, but like one that you buy from the yeah, baby store yeah, that fits their little bottoms. That in like two bathrooms. I toilet. remember when Cruz was really, really young, and Roz was telling you that you're going to need to have a potty in the living room, and Mocha <laughs> said, "Not a chance." <laughs> oh and yeah, now you have one you in have the living to. room. It's a shameful time in a parent's life yeah. when you put the potty in the living room. Because sometimes he'll say he'll say <laughs> that he needs to do, as Maury said, a poo poo. <laughs> yeah, See, right. And we'll be lingo. in the kitchen. Yeah, I'm like. You went right there. I'm going to go get the potty. Yeah. And then run to the living room, grab it, set it up in the kitchen, pull his pants down, yeah. get him to sit there. And like, he'll wait, he'll wait, he'll wait. And he'll be like, nothing's coming. I'm like, all right, yeah. we'll try again. Yeah. Do you have to empty buddy. it like right away? Or do you? No, he hasn't like done a, it yet. He hasn't done uh, it yet. Dude. Oh, I, I can't. We're trying. I still, we're trying. Have, I still have such vivid memories of Catherine and I sitting in the living room <laughs> watching like a, a really inappropriate television show because Roxy was too young to even understand what's going on. Like I remember sitting on the couch watching like you know the true, most- true Blood. Oh, okay, True right? Blood, yeah. Or, or Dexter or whatever the show was as the World's sort most of, horrific prisons. As the, the <laughs> smell of just kid farts and <laughs> crap just sort of filled the room as she was sitting there with her legs up, like squishing her face, squeezing one out Aww. in the living room. And then you're on the couch and a foot and a half away from you is like a plastic bowl <laughs> just full of feces. And yeah. then you have to hit pause on your show, take the, the feces bowl out of the living room, bring it into the bathroom, turn it on like a 45 <laughs> to uh. slide the turd out of it, <laughs> you know, into the toilet and then wash wash it out, dry it, and then bring it back into the living room <laughs> and hit play on the show. And the funny thing was, is that was just normal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Normal. Could you imagine being like in any part of your life, right? If I told you like before you had a kid or more in your life right now, could you imagine doing something in your regular evening routine, okay, where you then had to hit pause because you had to clean you a turd out of a bowl? <laughs> No. <laughs> we tell you that you're crazy. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's nuts. That'll never happen. Yeah, no. So I think, you know, Celeste, there are multiple, multiple answers. And I don't know uh, exactly what you were looking for um, or where you are in your life that you're seeking uh, an answer for this. But I would just say it's such a broad question, mm-hmm. right? What do you believe is the most important part about being a parent? And I think Roz said it right, which is being there. Yeah, just be present. Right? Being there. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, teaching your kids about kindness and being compassionate. Yeah. yeah. But then to also recognize when people are trying to snake you. Yeah, that's true too. And not be a bitch. That's true too. Yes, right? that's right. No snitching. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no yeah, snitching. Yeah. Um, okay. Two more questions. Yeah. Nandita asks, if you had an unlimited supply of one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be? Don't say anything yet, Roz, mm-hmm. because I would say that you and I are going to have the exact same answer. This mm-hmm. one's so easy. Damn it, Maury, go. Oh, an unlimited supply of popcorn. Oh. So I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Roz. Yeah. But I was just going to say money. Uh, money. There is only one answer, Maury. <laughs> it's um, money. <laughs> Why would you say popcorn? Well, it came to my head because I'm hungry. Money. Yeah, money, money is the only money. answer and for that question. You of all people. 
people, Maury, would benefit from an unlimited supply of, of money. No, of money. <laughs> so what, you would have an unlimited supply of popcorn and still be in the debt that Think you're of in? It, like on the fridge where the, the ice comes from, if you push some sort of bowl and popcorn came out? No, Any Maury. time of the day? Maury, money. An unlimited supply of money. But it would turn you into such a horrible person. Really? Right, I don't think so. Like, you know, rich people, how they are. As it is right now, I have an unlimited supply of money for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. All right, here, we'll end on this one. Patrick asks, smooth or chunky peanut butter? Oh, smooth. Chunky. Smooth. Really? Yeah. No. Yeah. First of all, I'm not a huge peanut butter fan. I love peanut butter. But if I'm butter. if I'm doing peanut butter, one thousand percent smooth. It's, I wouldn't eat crunchy when I was younger. It's interesting. No. I love no. pulp in orange juice, but I hate lumps in my butter. Right. You like pulp in orange juice? Oh, huh? I love pulp. I just love how that texture is in your mouth. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. If I had to choose orange juice, yeah. pulp. Really? Always. Yeah. Interesting. Extra pulp. Yeah. I had, I had no idea that anybody oh. actually pulp liked pulp. Pulp in my orange juice. Really? Love it. I thought pulpy orange juice was like the runoff. Like everybody really wanted no pulp, but like the, the orange juice that you got with pulp was like the lesser of the two. No, that's, no, that's, that's the, my favorite. That's the bougie juice. Really? Yeah. That Boo- one's my favorite. Hold on a second here. Pulp is bougie? Yeah. I always thought no pulp was bougie. No, no pulp is like, you know, you ain't special. No. Mm. No, because it takes more work to get no pulp. Yeah, That's why I thought that it was bougie. Huh, interesting. Really? So you're yeah. a pulp guy and a chunky peanut butter guy. Yeah, love. Wow. I, I had love pulp no and idea. smooth. I had no idea. So there you go. Every week you'll see on Instagram, at kiss 925 a photo uh, that has right across the front of it, Ask Razamoka. That's where you ask your questions, and uh, we'll get one of you to join us on a future episode of the podcast to ask us live on the phone. Your favorite peanut butter. Choice yes. A is a perfectly soft super fresh, untoasted, brand new piece of white bread or a perfectly toasted piece of white bread? Neither. Perfectly toasted yeah. piece of bread because as soon as you put that peanut butter on it, it just out. starts to melt in. To melt. Oh my I God. Know, okay. The best. It starts to melt. Peanut butter on a on a rice cracker. That's disgusting, Maury. Come on. Can you not relate just a little bit? Like, go out of your way to just be a little bit relatable. I'm just trying to bring my life to or, the table. But nobody wants that, though. Or peanut butter on a piece of celery. Okay. First Bye. of all, celery's disgusting. Yeah, I agree. I celery's hate it. gross. Blech. I don't know why anybody eats celery. That's gross. It's right. It's like, no, never mind. No, celery and uh, celery, no. Mushrooms, no. Backwash yeah. beer from your dad. It's a brand new. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Powered by Air Transat. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.